Hey everyone, Joe here with uh, episode 71. Just wanted to do a little pre-show disclaimer. Uh, This is not a normal show. This is uh, the audio version of our recent uh, UMB patron hangout where we talk about remakes, remasters, and uh, and all that noise. And uh, because it's a hangout and because it's just a bunch of friends, you know, kind of hanging out, shooting the poop and all that, um, I don't put any restrictions. I try and keep the main show pretty clean, but, uh, you know, this one, we go all out. There's there's swearing, there's drinking, and all that. So if you're not into that, then uh, this may not be the episode for you. And uh, the next one on Spycraft will be coming out very soon. Otherwise, we have a really great talk, and uh, I thought it came out really, really well. And of course, uh, this hangout, the one before it, and hopefully all the ones to come uh, are, are made possible by my great patrons. And uh, if you're not one and you want to become one, just head over to patreon.com slash umbcast and uh, see if you want to throw me uh, a buck or so. And, uh, you know, we can keep doing cool stuff like this. So enough of that. Let's get to the hangout. Cue the music. So what shall it be? Do you join the unity or do you die here? And we are on air. All right. Hey, everyone. Joe here for the second Patreon hangout. I paused there. <laughs> Woohoo! So we're here. We got quite a. We got a, a couple of folks here, and um, I guess let's. Uh, well, our our intention this time around is uh, is to talk about uh, remakes, remasters, sequels, spiritual successors, all that noise, so we can get trolls really mad. <laughs> but uh, before we do that, <laughs> let's Wait, go. You, let's let's you go. You do realize I'm the, I'm the Space Quest historian, and there are six games in that series, not counting fan-made sequels and such. How am I going to get bitchy about sequels? That oh, thing was a okay. sequel marathon. <laughs> well, maybe you won't get bitchy about sequels, but I know you're very passionate about remakes. Oh right, it's a good thing we don't have Dawson Lestatic in here. I'm going to shut up now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so go it begins. Ahead. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, we snorted. Wow. Or sequels are concerned. Someone's got to get bitchy. It might as well be me. There you go. All, All right, right, so let's let's go around the room and let's. Uh, I'm Joe. You guys know me, obviously. Uh, and let's uh, let's start I with uh, Emirate. Let's uh, go for it. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm Ivar Akago. You know the all-around friendly Dutch guy who likes to do video reviews and play video games and watch Steven Universe, as you could probably tell from my uh, avatar, which I (laughs) easily traced from a uh, Steven Universe screenshot in EGA style to resemble me. (laughs) What a fancy green eyes. You're going to have to be forced to uh, watch this thing uh, the whole way through because I don't have a camera this time around, unfortunately. The little little thing that, that, that pulsates when you talk is very mesmerizing. (laughs) <laughs> Ding! All right, so next let's uh, let's go with Brian. Hey, I'm Brian. I go by HD Brian on social networks, and uh, you know I was on the last chat. A lot of people were asking me like, "Why were you so quiet?" And I realized it's because I'm uh, I'm not nearly as hardcore as some of you guys. I'm more, I guess, I'm more of a, a fan. I hate to use the word casual, but you know, I thought like none of my friends knew anything about classic PC games, and then I talked to you guys, and I'm more here to learn from you guys. I'd have to say. I think you're also much more polite than the rest of us. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> Raise my hand when I want to talk and wait. I think my turn. Nope, you just got to be a jerk about it. <laughs> it's good that you're here to learn. There will be a test at the end of the Hangout. 
Well, that's why I listen to the podcast. You know, I learn a lot. I learn about games I've never even heard of and games I've heard of but didn't think were good. And then when Joe, you know, gives a good recommendation and I play it and realize, like, why didn't I play this 20 years ago? Me too. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I dearly love uh, Joe's show. I, I think I, I refer to him as, like, a talking Wikipedia page in an affectionate oh, yeah. way, of course. And he, he truly is. I'm so, I'm so exciting that I've been compared to the encyclopedia. <laughs> 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 Well, well, right, so, I'm sure. Uh, next, we have a uh, newcomer to to the to the hangouts, Martin. Hey, I'm Martin Solis, and uh, I'm an avid gamer. But uh, like Brian before me, I'm not that much of a. I don't have a lot of experience playing any older games before 1995. So uh, I like to listen on to the show, and I mostly listen to the dev story. Like I love the politics behind the making of video games. So I may not have as much to talk about, but uh, I'm really glad I'm here. Cool. Yeah, it's it's amazing all the shit that goes down behind the scenes. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, I just want to point out that your mustache actually resembles uh, Amariot's uh, icon, <laughs> uh, which I think is suspicious as hell. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Especially since Amariot doesn't have video. Hmm. <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> I see what's going on here. All right, Tomer, go ahead. Let's uh, go ahead with you. Uh, okay, so you're not going in the order of uh, the Google thing. I'm right, going so in the order of my Google thing. Yeah, each one of us gets a different order. Awesome. So uh, actually, it's a good thing that I come before trolls because I'm going to touch on that in a bit. Uh, I'm <laughs> Are you going to touch on trolls? You're going to touch me? Fuck. I'm going to wearing a very fancy robe. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to touch uh, trolls uh, more and more as we go through the episode because what happens <laughs> is that my own version of Troll's swear jar is that whenever Trolls uses the F word, I have to drink uh, a little bit of, um, this is actually sochu, not uh, sake, but, you know, close enough. So I'm probably going to be pretty drunk. Like, yeah, there's this... Uh, yeah, Fancy. Right, uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm uh, also a pretty avid uh, gamer. I'm actually a lot, a lot more kind of historically inclined, so... Uh, I'm sort of the the inverse of Martin. I've played mostly games that probably uh, the latest one of which is uh, from '95. And uh, yeah, I mean, had fun in the last hangout, hoping to uh, bullshit again. Oh, definitely. And last, but most certainly not least, please trolls introduce yourself. The man does that does not require introduction, but do it anyways. I don't. I have, it's it's amazing how I've made it, uh, uh, managed to integrate myself onto your show. Uh, Hi everyone, I'm the Space Quest Historian. I'm wearing a fancy robe. Um, I do two little uh, stupid uh, podcasts, one with my friend Frederick, who I dearly hope I can somehow lure into one of these hangouts at some point, because uh, we do make a good team. Um, it's called The Backseat Designers, and then I do my own little show called uh, The Space Quest Historian. Season 3 is coming up sometime this millennia. Uh, and also, um, in preparation for tonight's show, I uh, brought my own swear jar. Now, those of you listening to the audio version of this is unable to see that I am holding up a tiny mushroom-shaped um, jar, which I, uh, whenever t uh, Tomer has to drink, I also have to punish myself. So, uh, yeah. actually, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of disappointed that when I said cheers, uh, Tomer didn't uh, didn't drink. So I'm just gonna go fuck, and then <laughs> there now now Tomer has to drink. Cheers. I'll take a sip too. Hey. <laughs> Uh, Trolls, are you, are you wearing any pants? Am I wearing any pants? Yes. No. No. I no. 
Okay, what a on. silly question. For all anyone knows, none of us are wearing pants, so exactly. No, pants pants don't go in, in, in Andromeda lands. Me and Scott Murphy, we have if we have one thing in common, it's our distaste for pants. I'm, and, and no one has just like this dead silence wafting Stun, silence. We don't know Stun what to say. It's like uh. I am gonna I'm gonna spare all you uh, viewers out there in YouTube land from actually proving my pantslessness. I am, however, wearing socks. Very nice. Again, again stunned silence. I'm all right. No, I am no, one hungover cry. It was it was it's amazement, not silence. Exactly. Everyone at once, please. Oh, that's the that's the down the downfall of these uh, these contraptions. So let's get rolling with the topic now that we all now now that we know who's here and who's wearing what. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm not wearing socks. I'm wearing sandals. And, and uh, I, an idea just popped into my head, uh, introduction-wise, before we get to the topic. Why don't we just quickly go around and say where we're all from? Because this is kind of like an international kind of UN-style uh, uh, hangout of uh, interesting people from various countries. That, uh, also, that I is have, true. Because I have no idea where Martin is from. Well, I'm from uh, Dallas, Texas. Hello, Dallas, Texas. How are you? Pretty good. It's very nice to meet you for the first time. Awesome. I've heard, I've heard all about you. <laughs> <laughs> so have we all. What have I done to do? Okay, never mind. Uh, so I know uh, uh, I know Amirat is from Holland, and I know Tomer is from Israel, and I know uh, Joe's a fine Canadian. I'm actually not sure where Brian's from. I'm from the middle of the U.S. I'm in Kansas City. Aha! Uh-huh. Ooh, nice. And for um, those of you who know, Charles is from Denmark. That is true. That is true. I am from Denmark. And Brian is from the hotbed of evolution. Nice. <laughs> See, I'm already, I'm, a, I'm getting on everyone's tits. Controversial. <laughs> uh, quick question. Kansas, is that anywhere near Dakota? Uh, not really. I mean, it's south, so. Oh, right. But it's like, like, it's like literally if you were to take the map and just fold it and fold it again, we'd be right there in the center of Kansas City. Yeah, uh, I was wondering since a friend of mine is re- is uh, leaving for South Dakota in a little while to study. Cool. He's leaving for South Dakota. He's not leaving. He's not leaving South Dakota. Yeah, leaving. Did, did I say just leaving? I meant leaving for. Yeah. We got it. And now we get the uh, flip side of the coin of this being a, an international UN-style hangout. No one has any grasp of English except the Americans and Canadians. Hey! <laughs> and, the, and the Israelis. <laughs> oh, and the Israelis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's start talking about some remakes and remasters and all that stuff. And I think, you know, to begin, because, you know, like like on the show, I like to know what we're talking about. I like to define things. Maybe, maybe we should, should define a couple of things, because... I think the definitions of some of these things are uh, are pretty contentious. I was worried about that too because yeah, if if you want to be like as technical as possible, you could even say that Command and Conquer '95 is a remake because it uses the Red Alert engine. Right. Um, I'd say that's a reissue. Can I uh, jump in with my opinion on the just a real quick? Absolutely. I feel like I haven't I haven't wrote some notes here because I've learned I've got to jump in before trolls get started. So. There you go. <laughs> here I want to hear people's opinions on on my beliefs on this too. Is I believe that a a remaster is usually the exact same content but shinier. You know, HD, more colors, whatever that may be. Uh, and I think a remake 
is the same content, you know, the same levels and stuff like that, but either a new engine or maybe a new play style. Or a reinterpretation. Yeah. Um, and a good example of that is anybody played Real Mist, where it's the exact same Mist concept, but it's an FPS format. You know, that, oh, you, that's yeah, my yeah. perfect example of what a remake is. Versus, uh, on the remaster, they had um, Mist the Masterpiece Edition. Right. And that is... To me, that's the difference between a remaster and a remake. Is real mist remake, masterpiece edition is remaster. You know, HD um, versions or enhanced versions, and then reboots. I think of something like um, Doom Three. In my opinion, is a reboot of Doom One. You know, it's it's the story told again, but it's entirely different content and all that. Um, yeah. Like Wolfenstein, uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein 2001 is another example, or they just had a Shadow Warrior one come out. And then Spiritual Successors, just usually it's where they can't use the same copyright stuff, like um, Dragon Age Origins. Was kind of a, yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even um, I would consider like Doom a spiritual successor to Wolfenstein 3D if we want to go way back. That's the first spiritual successor I remember playing. And the so important part of remasters as well is that usually they're reissues of games that don't run on contemporary hardware. Yeah, and that's, like, my favorites of those are, like, the source ports. Like, I love playing uh, Descent source ports. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Where it, it and, and here's my um, nutshell of a remaster, is it's playing a game that looks like my mind remembers it looking when I think back. You know, my, in my nostalgic mind, I think something looked gorgeous, and I go <laughs> back and play the original uh, Descent, for example, and I'm like... This is so <laughs> ugly. And yeah, and that actually happened. Like when I was covering Descent for the show, I played because you know I, I want to play the original version. I played the original version for like an hour maybe, and then I'm like, let me check out one of these source ports. And like the original version was like I was squinting. It was kind of giving me a headache a little bit. And then I I I upresed everything, and I was like, wow, okay, now I remember this. Now this game is fun. Now in your, in your podcast about um. Emulation, way back in the beginning of your show, you touched on source ports, but do you want to cover that again for the people who didn't watch that? Or sure, does, 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 does someone else want to talk about it? You guys hear me talk all the time on the show. <laughs> well, I can, since I was so quiet last time. A source port is where they take the original content, and it's usually a new engine. Like, for example, using 3D, um, Direct3D, or OpenGL. We were talking about the Descent one, but Doom, there's like a billion source ports for Doom. If you want to play Doom with 3D graphics, you want to be able to look up and down, stuff like yeah. that, um, you know, just just search for Doom source port and you'll have a, a whole bunch of options. Um, so but it's so different from emulation. Oh, go ahead, Joe. We're actually go ahead, Trolls. Oh, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, my favorite uh, is, uh, is the Rise of the Triad uh, source port, which uh, oh, some yeah. Danish guy sat down and did. It's, it's unbelievable. It's stellar. Yeah, I haven't actually tried most of those source ports. The only thing I even got close to messing with Doom was Brutal Doom. That one is excellent as well. Well, and the difference between a source port for Doom is that on uh, Xbox 360 they put Doom out, and all they did is just put it in HD resolution, and and it's exact same engine just with the resolution cranked up. And a source port is a new engine done with the 3D hardware. I would uh, I would argue that a source port is not necessarily a new engine. Actually, uh, what typically oh, happens is that some version of this of the game is released along with its uh, source code. Uh, the canonical example that I can think of uh, besides Doom would actually be uh, Star Control 2. 
Uh, are, are, are we getting ahead of ourselves a little bit by talking about source ports? Is that part yeah. of the discussion? Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, I just want to know what's going on. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that... Chaos uh, is going on. <laughs> so, do source ports count as remasters to you guys? Uh, no, no, definitely not. Because, uh, to my mind, what happens is that... Uh, what happens with source ports is... Typically, whatever the community sort of wishes uh, happens. So, uh, to to go back to the example that I used, which is Star Control 2, what happened was that the source control, uh, the source for uh, Star Control 2 and the 3DO was released way back when, and then the community sort of took that and used that to generate an open source uh, version that's completely faithful to the original game, but runs on modern har- hardware. The rise um, of the Oracle Masters. Uh, yeah, that's the one. And then uh, a different segment of the community uh, sort of built on that to produce what I would consider to be a remaster, which is uh, the Urk One Masters uh, HD um, HD edition or whatever its name is. So you know you have the same source port sort of driving both uh, just a a, um, a newly accessible version of the game, and then uh, upon that you had a complete remastered version uh, constructed. So I would argue that it's neither of those two things. It's it's a separate concept. There's there's one thing I want to get in edgewise. Um, yeah, get yeah, get used to that. Um, which is that uh, uh, when we're talking about remasters and source ports and such, such uh, you know, uh, community released shit like uh, like a GZ Doom or the Rise of the Triad source port and such, those were uh, you know built by a fan community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it's, I'm, I'm not saying we should completely forget about those or not talk about them at all, because you know fan sequels are also uh, a, a fun thing to talk about. But it's, it's in my mind, it's more interesting when the company that actually made the shit goes back and uh, re-releases it uh, using a new engine, like Real Mist, for instance. Even though Mist is uh, unarguably complete garbage. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, it's it's more interesting when the company or someone uh, who acquired the license goes back and does a source port or does a uh, a remastered edition or or something like that. Kind of like um, Battlezone you know, for PC. Kind of like what? I'm sorry. Uh, Battlezone. The, uh, one of the original devs still uh, updates the game Battlezone for PC. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's adding all sorts of new features to it almost monthly, and it's it's amazing. Right. Yeah, and and the and the dude who did uh, the incredible machine for uh, Dynamics, he's right. uh, done that the Rube right. Goldberg uh, game, which is uh, you know it's just a sandbox for you know having a, it was everything that made the incredible machine fun, just tons more of it. Um, so is that a spiritual uh, think, successor? I would say that's a spiritual successor. Yeah. Yeah, because didn't um, he have a Kickstarter a while I back? Think, I think he did. I haven't I haven't actually played it, uh, but I, I played a shitload of uh, the Incredible Machine as a kid. Um, and I'm using the word shit a lot, so uh, so Tomer doesn't have to get completely blitzed. As <laughs> There's that new game, uh, Contraption Maker on Steam, right? Right, that's the one I think. Oh, yeah. right, right. Because there's another one called the called uh, Rube Machine or something like that. Um, can't remember. So I gave my definitions. Does anybody else have different definitions that contradict what I thought? Because that's just my opinion, you know. No, I was I was when you were bringing up. Um, Remakes, uh, not to bring up consoles or anything, but my, one of my favorite remakes is uh, Super Castlevania for the Super Nintendo, which is just uh, it's a remake of the first Castlevania, but uh, done it's just it's it's one of the only games I keep going back to over and over again on Super Nintendo, 
Um, that is I, it really? Is it, is it like the exact same game? It's um yeah it's, it goes it's it's Simon Belmont who goes through the Drac- Dra- uh, Castle Dracula and he defeats all the monsters uh, almost in the exact same order with a few new twists put in there. Uh, of course you can just because it's a Super Nintendo they get you know mode seven and you can move the whip in all eight directions and stuff like that. So but yeah it's a it's a remake. Yeah it's it's like the same Super concept Mario. but not the exact same game. Yeah. We just expanded on the original, basically. Well, Super Mario All-Stars was the example where yeah. they 16-bitted the 8-bit Mario games. Right. right. And that would be yeah. a remaster, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's I, a, yeah, that, I call that a remaster. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I guess, what I about... Uh, which Tex Murphy was it that retold the first game? Was it Overseer? Overseer, Overseer yeah. yeah. That, now, was, that was not a remake. Well, it, I guess it was kind of... Yo, yo oh, all right. It, it was a remake because it's... <laughs> Uh, it framed the uh, narrative differently, and it, uh, did I cut someone off? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I no. can tell. <laughs> okay, because uh, everyone, everyone was just looking around, going, "What the fuck?" Like, what's uh, he what doing? Okay, oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, Overseer framed it as, as a as a uh, as a flashback. Uh, story because it, it wasn't just a retelling of of uh, Mean Streets, the first Tex Murphy game. It was actually Tex in-game retelling the story of Mean Streets to uh, to uh, Chelsea, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was such a very very interesting way of doing it. Uh, it's it really it, it is a testament to how great those uh, those kids are at uh, at, at building a, a narrative, uh, especially considering the ultra short development time they had for Overseer, which was like what twelve months or something. Yeah, it was really really fast. So. Yeah. They were they were mandated to make the game by Intel, I think it was. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, thank you, Intel, for not giving us trans so, pissheads. So trolls, Wait. you agree that that's a remake, not a remaster, right? Completely, completely. Yeah, I think they built the entire game from the ground up, so it it, it counts as a remake. Yeah, yeah like a remaster only... of that, I think, would have been more like you know this is the exact same gameplay of uh, Mean Streets. You know, you'd be flying around places; it would just look better. You know, yeah, maybe exactly. they would. I mean, well, like another world is a better example of that, right? Oh yeah, play the, yeah. the other world anniversary. Right. Yes. That's and a, that is a remaster. Yeah, but I do, I, I do, I do agree with, uh, I do agree with Brian on most of his definitions. I think uh, I would, uh, I would argue that even though you're using using a completely new engine and uh, it's it's built to run on modern systems and all the visuals have been jacked up and stuff. Um, I really think that if it if it's really a shot by shot remake, that really counts as a remaster in my opinion. I mean, uh, Super Mario All Stars, for instance. Um, I, I'm not even sure it runs on the same NES engine. It, it obviously it does. Pro- it, it does. Yeah, it, it, does not. It, it does. In fact, if you go into the ROM, you can actually find a lot of the unused sprites that they just didn't even bother to up-res. So well, they just I thought they made a new engine. The NES They fixed a few glitches, but no, they, it's the same engine. Well, I mean, real, real, real mist would count. Sorry. Go ahead. Go, Charles. It's you. Yeah. Sorry. I would argue that the primary difference between a remake and remaster is that a remaster is intended to be a straightforward, completely faithful sort of uh, uh, asset upgrade. I guess you could say. You know, mm-hmm. take the same gameplay, try to recreate it as faithfully as possible with uh, renewed graphics, renewed music, whatnot. But the core of the gameplay is intended by design to be as faithful as possible to the original. Whereas with a remake, uh, what typically happens is 
you take uh, you know certain licenses, uh, certain artistic licenses, on top of uh, just recreating the game from scratch. And oftentimes you might reinterpret it or uh, shift perspective or do any number of things. So it can be fairly close to faithful, but it's not intended to be faithful by design. I like. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And also, I love the fact that it sounds like you're in a fucking cathedral. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I completely agree because let's look at the Gabriel Knight remastered. Uh, Good. I was about to bring that one up, so I'm glad you. All did. right. Because um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's actually in the title Gabriel Knight remastered, or isn't it? Twentieth anniversary I, I, edition. I think. Yeah, exactly. But I well, thought sorry, that was a remake. I, I, I didn't catch that because that's in it. it in my opinion, that's that's a remake because it's it's uh, it's the Gabriel Knight we know, just uh, in a new engine and with twenty percent more bullshit. Um, <laughs> Main character doing a doing a pretty good impression of Tim Curry's bad accent, <laughs> and also logic puzzles and switch flipping and shit shit we didn't need. Uh, but anyway, that that you know, that would count as a remake because they went in with the source material and messed around with it, not to the uh, game's advantage. And uh, the other one is, of course, Broken Sword. coming. The director's cuts, uh, which uh, also is complete bullshit, um, which also went in and messed with a formula that did not need messing with. Uh, those, in my opinion, would be remakes, even though the uh, you know devs and publishers uh, are are touting it as remastered. So I want to ask you a question about about Broken Sword Remastered because trolls, I know I know you played the the Wii version and that obviously oh, yeah. had. You know, Actually, aren't those called director's cuts, not remastered? Yes, that was the director's cut, so that is inherently going to be different, right? So if you watch like you know Blade Runner director's cut. Now, now I'm 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 just gonna flat out say this: calling a game director's cut is bullshit. I'm, uh, I'm deeply sorry, Agustin Cortes, even though I, I I love your fancy name and you're a good friend, but uh, calling a game director's cut. Uh, is complete bullshit. That means that means you took elements that you didn't ha that you cut out of the original game and put them back in. That's what a director's cut is. Right. Uh, yeah. mo most most game director's cut are are uh, remakes with uh, added you know stuff into it. You didn't you, you didn't have the you didn't have that shit lying around and then put it back in. <laughs> I know one example where that did happen. Resident Evil. I was about to bring that up. Yeah. Hey, you know, I think me and Martin are on the same page with some PC <laughs> and some console. Oh, no, this is good. Yeah. I want to get some like some different perspectives in here, so I'm glad. Uh, yeah, you that was the first director's cut game I ever played. I didn't even understand what the difference was. To be honest, that I was so young, I didn't really know what. Well, I played the first one, and then playing the director's cut, it blew my All mind. Right. You were talking about the director's cut on the original PlayStation, and not the remake they later made for the GameCube. Exactly, and that was one of my examples on my list I of the difference between. Between director's cuts, remakes, rema uh, reboots, is, yeah, um, and that is definitely a remaster, the Resident Evil. Yeah, I completely forgot about the director's cut of the original uh, game. Yeah, it was the so, same engine, same everything. They just had content that uh, some of it was rearranged too to make it, yeah. in my opinion, more difficult. And the director said that um, you know he wanted to be that more difficult, but the studio was telling him, or the publisher was telling him, like, hey, you, the original needs to be a little bit easier, so then he was able to do a director's cut did, with did, things did, harder like he wanted. Then they also added and, the scenes that they cut in with the FMVs. Like, yes, um, yeah, like, and that's what Trolls is saying. Yeah, everything content that had to be removed. Yeah. Everything right. except the cigarette smoking made it back in the director's cut. Well, the, 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 the thing is they, were, they actually intended to put in the original FMVs that were cut from the original version, but for one reason or another they forgot to do oh. that, actually. <laughs> they did put them into the PC version, actually, but not oh, in the cool. PlayStation 1 version, from what I recall. Also, oh, wow. 
Also, the director's cut, they put in one of the worst video game songs of all time. Really? What's that? Oh. The uh, Mansion Basement, where it it's just a god-awful cacophony of trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel blessed that I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, it, it's gotten pretty infamous around the internet. All right, so so Resident Evil, I'll, I'll grant you that one. That's that's the director's that's cut. That's the only one that I I can think of. Anybody else right, think of the director's cut? Because uh, like Broken Sword, obviously that whole beginning part with Nico, that wasn't there before. No, right? they, 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 they that. drew that for the for the game. Calling calling Broken Sword director's cut a director's cut is complete bullshit. It's it's a remake. Uh, it actually treads a fine line between a remake and a remaster because you know most of the game is just the same game, just the uh, you know. Uh, built so it can run on a modern system, uh, and then they added a little bullshit introduction with uh, Nico, and uh, then they shoved it out the door. Right, and that's what I was going to ask. Like, if so, say, you know, by definition, that would be a remake, but if, you know, the, the, the new portion is kind of this little area kind of like off to one side that I guess you can't skip it, but... It doesn't really affect the flow of the game. Like I don't really know if it affects like you know the way you you process the events of the game by playing you know the beginning part as opposed well, it, to it, it kind of skirts the line I feel because most of the game well it's the exact same game as the original but with prettier graphics <laughs> and they kind of touched up the interface the sound so I suppose it's a remaster but. Then oh, they have... added those bu bullshit logic puzzles. I'm sorry, I completely forgot about those. Carry on, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have that. So, in that sense, it does also count as a remake, then. Yeah. Okay. So then, so then, my other question is: uh, Is Grim Fandango? Grim Fandango is definitely a remaster because they left the original game untouched. They just touched up the graphics. They added in a couple of extras, like the commentary. But yeah, didn't, didn't they also add in a new uh, shading engine? And yeah, cheating, but yeah, the, the, the original story, puzzles, everything remains intact. So, but but what about the mouse control? No, that's still that's still a remaster. That's still a yeah. touch up. They just yeah. added prettier graphics. They added a new interface, but they didn't mess with the okay. core puzzle, story, and design. Yeah, the content exactly. is the same. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I was wondering: is if you know they added a new a new interface, which could conceivably change the way you play the game. But well, they did they did that in Broken Sword as well because. Trolls brought that up before with the Weaver uh, version. Right. Yeah, there's some extra stuff in there. But it, it does try to find, and I'd say, lazy line between being a remaster and a remake because, as you say, the original game is completely untouched. Even the speech is this uh, horrible low-fidelity 8-bit uh, garbage, except for the voices uh, during the new intro. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a really lazy remake, I'd say. Sorry, Charles Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a nice guy too. I don't mean to get on your tits all this. But where, where's my fucking beneath the steel sky too? So trolls. It sounds like you prefer um, remasters over remakes. Am I right? No, actually, I prefer remakes because uh, I like the idea of going back to uh, to, to a story and just trying to see it from a different angle, trying to uh, uh, put a new spin on it. I loved uh, Overseer, for instance. I thought it was a brilliant retelling of, of Mean Streets. Uh, problem is, most designers apparently don't have that kind of uh, uh, imagination, uh, so they they prefer to stick with remasters and then add on little touches of bullshit that kind of turn them into remakes. Uh, Gabriel, I'm looking at you. <laughs> for me, for my nostalgic, um, you know, when I want to, you know, wax nostalgic, I love the remasters because, like I said, it feels like I remember the game. 
And, exactly. you know, like for Joe, when he's playing um, games for his um, research, you know, I got no problem with him playing a remaster for his research. Like, that's what you did for uh, Grim Fandango, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, but as, you know, for doing like a, a remake, you touch on that at the end, but you don't play that for your research. That's it, because I, I want to make sure that I experience the game the way I either experienced it when I first played it or, you know, would have experienced it had I played it at the time, because obviously I'm not going to talk about, oh, and they did this, and the inventory is easier to manage, and, you know, the, the, the graphics are amazing, and if they weren't amazing the first time. So, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I want yeah. to know how it was. How about you, Martin? What was your opinion? Do you prefer remakes or remasters? Um, it, uh, I want to say I, I prefer... Uh, remasters, because I, whenever someone says, okay, we're going to put out this new game, uh, and it's a remake of, of an older game that you really liked, um, what happens is is that my expectations of that game is never met, because I already have a specific uh, box that I've contained everything I want that game to be, and it never, never fills that box. So, um, like for Homeworld, uh, I'm really glad they remastered it, until I played it and I realized they just poured it as much as they could into the Homeworld 2 engine, and uh, it suffers because of that. Uh, so so that's, that's my viewpoint. I had that feeling when I got, um, what was it, Half-Life 2, and I thought we were going to get a really great remaster of Half-Life 1. Mm -hmm. Half-Life oh, 2 source. And that's kind of what you just said. It just ported the contents into the source engine. And then, you know, Black Mesa. Has anyone played Black Mesa? Oh, yeah, I have. Played I have. I have. Black Mesa is fucking brilliant. It's yeah, a, and it's fan made. Yes. And that's that's great. Where fan made, there you go, drink. Where fan made um, remaster is better than the Pardon remaster that, that they gave us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, can, can I bring up a contentious point? Of course. Um, Do you have that's any why other? we're here. I, I also also have I also have non-contentious points. I like cats, for instance, um, and, and and cacti. I think cacti are cute. But uh, my contentious point is about games. Um, my contentious point being uh, the remakes or remasters of uh, early Sierra Online adventure games, like you have uh, King's Quest uh, EGA and you have uh, uh, Space Quest One VGA, which is much maligned in the Space Quest community, uh, not least by Scott Murphy himself. Do those count as remakes or remasters? They're remakes. Those are remakes. They rebuilt yeah. Those are remakes. Up. I would argue that it depends on which, because um, the Space Quest 1 VGA remake, I, I would consider it to be a remake, because while it's fairly faithful to the original, it actually diverges a lot, and not yeah. just um, graphics design. Whereas a different example would be Leisure Suit Larry 6, uh, which had a, a Super VGA remake, uh, remaster, uh, which good, was actually good. really, really, really well done. It was just a, a touch-up of everything that had to do with the game. Well, exactly. And it came out at the same time, if I'm not mistaken. And it's it's uh, really... I, I love... Leisure Suit Larry 6 is my favorite. Yeah, same here. Leisure Suit Larry 6 is my favorite Larry. Yeah. And and the CD-ROM version. I remember getting the uh, Leisure Suit Larry collection uh, back when I was a kid, and they had, uh, you know, one through six on the disc. Except four. Uh, all right. Okay, so you win, but still, uh, they 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 put uh, they put the disc version of Larry Six on the CD, even though they had plenty of room for the CD version. And and I even I even wrote Al Lowe and said, "What the fuck, man?" Sorry. Uh, and, and he was like, "I, I know, I know." It, it, they they completely sidelined me. I wanted I I prefer the CD version as well, and the CD version is gorgeous. 
but yeah, I, I, I agree. The Space Quest 1 VGA, that's a remake. Uh, King's Quest 1 for the SCI uh, is a remake. Um, because they don't add much, but they completely build the games from the ground up, and they did put in little touches and stuff. All right. So I'm what is your favorite remake? My favorite remake of, of early Sierra games? Of any remake. Like you said you like remasters better. What's your favorite remake? I'm sorry, the other way around. What's your favorite okay, remaster? Right. I asked the exact <laughs> opposite oh, question that I wanted yeah. to ask. Oh, yeah, okay. What's your favorite okay, remaster? Sure. Because I'm I'm actually kind of hard pressed to to name a favorite remake. Because uh, I I just go I was just go with the Tex Murphy Overs here because yeah. I really really like that gang. Mm -hmm. uh, favorite remaster. Uh, shit, can I get back to you on that? Of course. I mean, you talked about I, that's the great thing about trolls is is we more know what your favorite is to hate than your favorite is to love. Yeah, love. <laughs> do do so I, I come up with your favorite is to love? That's why I asked the question. Oh, I, I, I dearly love many, many things. Uh, it's just easier to talk about shit I hate. Apparently, I don't mind if I uh, if I uh, pick up the slack on the the other two types of uh, like categories of games that uh, are under discussion. Go for it. Sure. I would argue that spiritual successor and reboot are essentially the same thing, except that with a reboot, you have the rights to the original uh, names and assets. Yeah, right, that uh, makes sense. Kind of yeah. like a Wing Commander in Star Citizen. Yeah, um, exactly. Or Probably, even, I, even before that, you yeah, had Star Lancer. Yeah, Star Lancer. Two, uh, two examples I would give uh, have these written down. So uh, one of the better examples, or at least modern examples of a reboot that I can think of is uh, Wolfenstein The New Order. Yes, which um, is a great it, game, by the way. Technically... Of the that most is a sequel. That yeah. is not a sequel. No. Oh, actually, if, if, if you play through it, there are points where they refer back to um, Wolfenstein 2009. The, uh, well, they refer to Castle uh, Wolfenstein as well, but I wouldn't count it as a sequel to that. So. Well, there's actually characters that in that game, you know, they, yeah, but uh, BJ meets those characters and refers to those events. Mm -hmm. That that is a contentious one. The the, the newest I, Wolfenstein, where people debate if it's a sequel or just a reboot. I don't know. I think a sequel implies, uh, and that ties to the definition part of the discussion. I think a sequel implies a consistent continuity, and where the continuity is broken, then it's not either not a good sequel or, in some cases, might be a reboot. Yeah, yeah, like Final uh, Fantasy. Every Final Fantasy is every just Final a reboot. Every Final Fantasy is a reboot, right? Yeah. Except for Final argue, Fantasy X-2. I would argue that... Or 13-2 and 13-4. Lightning Returns. I'm sorry? Sorry, so you're going to me right? What? Yeah, you brought Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X-2, then you had Final Fantasy 13, 13 2, 13 Lightning Returns. Those are all in the same continuity, more or less. I kind of burned out on Final Fantasy at 10. I didn't play 10 too, and then I, I stopped when they went online. So I, I didn't play any of them myself, but actually an interesting uh, little thing that I uh, was thinking of concerning reboots and sequels and whatnot, uh, well, yeah, uh, Tomb Raider, actually, st uh, started out with a, you know, as a... Uh, God, well, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, struggling for words. <laughs> Well, Three, it started off with with a simp with, with base. Ah. <laughs> well, they had you know they had you a had bunch the, of you had the original series. Right. And then, uh, after uh, Chronicles, they rebooted the entire series when they passed it on to a different developer, and they got Tomb Raider Legend, which began an entirely new continuity. 
but then you got Tomb Raider Anniversary, which was a remake of the original game, but set in the Legend continuity. So that kind of complicates things a little bit. Yeah. Um, is that what they call a reimagining? We can make up we can make up all the words we want. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, be, being being that my, my other podcast is about Star Wars Expanded Universe, I, I know how complicated <laughs> trying I'm to keep everything. I'm the mean to get into those, yeah. uh, those I, episodes I, myself. Yeah. You know, I, I, would say, I would say that a, a reimagining is just a remake. It's uh, Those yeah. are really synonyms. Because, so you know, and here's a question for you guys. What is Wolfenstein 3D? Because there was based on Castle Wolfenstein. None of the above. It's just... I'd say it's more of a spiritual successor to the original Castle Wolfenstein. Well, no, because it has the rights. And didn't we decide that spiritual successors didn't have the rights? Do they? Did they really have the rights? Uh, uh, not, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm with Akago on this one because uh, you know a spiritual successor doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be a rights issue. You could just say, well, I, I quite liked uh, the original, so I'm going to do something that's quite similar to it, and uh, then I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, completely reimagine it from the bottom up. Uh, so I, I, would say, I would say that's a spiritual successor. I would question that statement because uh, it's it's one that's often used a lot to describe certain games that. Um, Okay, so two examples that I can give. One is Bioshock was sort of touted as being a spiritual successor to System Shock, and I would call that uh, I would call bullshit on that. Like that's loose. Uh, yeah, but it, well, it, it has shock in the title. <laughs> yes. Same so, creatures and same themes. Uh, no, not no. same themes at all. Actually, um, I don't know. I don't know how like. I assume you've played the original System Shock or System Shock. System Shock Two. I, I never played the original System Shock actually, just System Shock Two. I've played both of them. I've loved both of them. Uh, I would too. argue, and I've loved Bioshock as well, by the way. But I would argue that the only thing Bioshock has in common uh, is that its its setting is sort of a survival horror setting. Um, so that's pretty much the only thing it has in common. The original well, well, it, than, that, the, the thing with both games is, is that they're kind of a hybrid of first-person shooting and role-playing because uh, yeah. aside from all the you know sh shooting enemies and c uh, collecting weapons and ammo and all that, you also have to manage your different abilities. Like in System Shock, you have your different implants and your uh, drugs and all that. In Bioshock, you have your plasmids that give you special that's, powers and all that. And I, that's exactly why I call bullshit on that, because being in the same genre and having somewhat of uh, the same game mechanics does not make you a spiritual successor. Right, it's like saying every RTS is a spiritual is a spiritual successor to oh, Dune 2. Yeah, I, I, will, I will grant you that. Well, because, I, yeah, Bioshock was a, a fundamentally good different. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Bioshock Martin. Was fun. Martin mm -hmm. is trying no, a good example yeah. of a okay. okay, a good example of a spiritual successor that successor that was made by the original team would be um, Torchlight and Diablo Two, right? Uh, where Blizzard North they uh, after they disbanded they created um, forgot what it was called. Uh, they made flagship studios and they made that um, that that I can't remember the name of the game, but it flopped pretty bad. And then they went on to make Torchlight, and uh, that's a that, uh, was it, it was yeah yeah Hellgate London that's what it was. Mm -hmm. It's actually an uh, awesome so, game by the way. 
Yeah, I, I when I played it originally, it was pretty good. I don't know. I, I apparently it's still around, but a completely different developers take it. Just didn't it. sell good, did it? I'm not sure no. what happened. Well, <laughs> My well. friends were really into it. But no, um, does anyone? Does anyone ever play Torchlight? Did anyone ever? Oh uh, yeah, I played Torchlight. No. I, I don't think I play. I haven't gotten around to playing Torchlight too, but I really enjoyed Torchlight, especially being that it kind of came out in. It came out before Diablo three, right? Right. Yeah, yeah so it kind of came out in the time where everyone was waiting for Diablo three to come out, and it kind of like filled, you know, scratched that itch. And then when Diablo three came out, people played it for a bit, then said, "Hey, original Diablo three isn't all that good." Until <laughs> it. Yeah, and they fixed it. Said, you know, hey, yeah, I'm gonna go back and play more Torchlight, or maybe by then Torchlight two was out, and I don't know, but, but yeah, I think that was definitely a, definitely a great game, and it definitely did feel a lot like like Diablo two, like it just had that really great kind of dungeon crawly, you know, getting loot all at the right time at the right rate, one more room, one more level. You know, a lot of people called that a Diablo clone, and I think that's the more derogatory term. You know, how many FPSs were just yeah. called Doom clones until they were good enough where they weren't called a Doom clone? I mean, it's easy enough to say if a game is bad, there's you can just say yes, it's a clone it's of the one clone. that was good, and they didn't do it. You know, if it's oh, good, it's a spiritual successor. If it's bad, it's a clone. Okay, we've defined it. No, 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 no. See, 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 see. Uh, see uh, a clone is someone is is a game that tries to ape what a different game has done. Not a remake, not a remaster, not a spiritual successor, none of that sort. It's just a game that tries to feed off the other uh, game success like a leech. I mean, uh, I can't remember his name, but this dude did uh, a fabulous a video of uh, different uh, Prince of Persia knockoffs, including Zorro, which was oh, an gosh. absolute shit game. Yeah, and, and those those are clones. Those those don't bring anything new to the table, other than you know, piss your pants frustration. Um, they're just there to leech off the success of others. Um, I've got one for you. Um, spinoffs, not spiritual successors, not uh, you know, not remakes, not reboots, not uh, anything. Uh, spinoffs like uh, like Privateer was to uh, Wing Commander. Uh, would Renegade. There you go. When you say that the Torchlight, even though I haven't played it, so I don't actually know, Torchlight must have been like a spin-off of uh, Diablo. No, because no, it's they not took place set in the same continuity. Yeah, different universe. Different universe. Same devs, same idea, different world. Yeah. But uh, like um, an ultimate, ultimate underworld. Diablo license, so... So here's... I, I want to put a, a question on the table. Uh, it's good for thoughts with regards to spiritual successors because they feel... In many ways, that is the least understood of the definitions or, or, you know, sort of categories that we're discussing here. So I would argue that um, Bioware's game, uh, you know, the Mass Effect series, yes, is a spiritual successor to the Star Control series. I thought the developers said that they were making that because they didn't have the Star Wars license anymore. That it was more of a Kotor spiritual successor. No, actually, the develop the developer was, and I think I even said it in the Star Control show, uh, that yeah, the intention, maybe it was, maybe they were trying to make a Star Wars game at the same time, but the the gameplay, especially kind of the landing on planets, the exploring, the the picking up of resources, and yeah. upgrades and stuff like that, that was a direct was spiritual great. successor to uh, to Star Control. See, and I always thought it was the Kotor spiritual successor. We're talking Mass Effect, right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking Mass Effect. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they took elements of, of KOTOR. Yeah, because it's not mean, Obviously, they would. Yeah, they took the engine, they took the UI, they took the, you know, light and dark, renegade, paragon thing from KOTOR. 
But this uh, is why I love this discussion. I'm learning stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The whole was it was it Star Control? No, it was the thing before Star Control. Uh, what was it? I covered it. What are you What are you on about? The uh, spiritual successor for Mass Effect. I don't know if it, I don't think it was Star Control. It's, there was an even older game that I covered that I think you're uh, talking Starflight, there's a whole bunch Star of... Starflight, that was it. It was Starflight, I think. Is that Did I cover Starflight? Yeah, but it could yeah. be argued that Star Control 2 is a spiritual successor to Starflight. Starflight, exactly, yeah. I agree with that, but there you are. Yeah, so, I guess Starflight, Starflight is the one where if you don't save your game, your, your whole disc gets corrupted, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, then that's that's the one I was thinking of, but I, I, I will agree yeah, with your no. interpretation as well. So the reason, like you, uh... the reason it did that was because uh, the way it, it didn't, the game didn't have save files. It would actually modify. So you had to make a copy of your game disk, because as you played through the game, it would actually modify the core game files to to save your state. That's stupid. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's hor- <laughs> it's a, it was horrible. <laughs> it was the early eighties. Yeah. I mean, yeah, learning. But... Yeah, Starflight. I'm like episode 58, Starflight. I just looked it up. That's the one. Hey, That's the one I was thinking of. But yes, Martin. Yeah, I think Martin's, Martin's trying to say something. Yeah. I, I was uh, just saying that's why I like your show because um, the the weird things that you'd have to do back in the day just to save your game, and how I something like that. The concept alone, just like you could lose your entire game if you didn't read the instructions or save your uh, your game right. I mean, you could lose your game if your computer hung up. Right. <laughs> Uh, no, that that's not the consequence of it being an old game. That's just batshit crazy programming technique. I don't know what the hell they were. Yeah, I think they were trying because they were trying to fit this. It was a massive game for the time, and it had right. to fit on one low density floppy disk, right? So, so that that was the way they figured out to save state. Now, could they come up with a better way? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Brian, I've been I've been uh, spending the last uh, I don't know ten or twenty minutes uh, trying to think of an answer to your question. What's my favorite remaster? And I, I keep coming up short. I think I'm going to go with Grim Fandango because, uh, you know, for all that game's uh, uh, flaws, which I won't go into here, um, that's a pretty damn good remaster. Uh, the point-and-click interface doesn't really work. Uh, yeah, I played the, with tank controls. <laughs> well, I, I played with a combination of tank controls and the mouse because you can't do it with the mouse alone. And if you do it with the keyboard alone, then you're uh, at least it, it drove me insane. Uh, but and and the uh, the new shading and stuff makes my computer cough and shit. But uh, by and large, I think it's a great remaster. So well, I'm I, go I, have, that. I have to say when that when I was playing the remaster, I was I was actually smiling. Like I was yeah. like, this is a good game. What about Monkey Island? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Those are terrible remasters. <laughs> I couldn't even get through. I'm gonna go on record here and say those are actually not very good games. You can the shoot originals me. weren't good games either, or the remasters? Uh, all of the above, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, blasphemy. Ooh, <laughs> shots fired. Well, I know I know. if Anatoly was on this call, he would have some things to say about the Monkey <laughs> Island remasters, because he's very he's very adamant about, about especially the first one. I actually don't think the second one is, is that bad. The no, first this, one the second is... one is better. Yeah, the mm-hmm. second one is better. But, uh, you know, the, the first one is just the speech slapped on top of the original scum and not even very good graphics uh, updates. Okay. Yeah. If you want, really want to get on a totally riled up, just mention the Loom CD version and you'll go... <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, let's go into all of that again. That was so much fun the last time. I would actually... Uh, I, I, think, I think he's uh, said everything he's ever going to say about that ever since he's made his video. So do you... Uh, and he's going to actually... Yeah, do you guys think that, because I know uh, Brian Moriarty did his his really, really great uh, 
postmortem on Loom, and you know he said the whole thing about Wajidai and you know yeah. all the other yeah. and uh, who was it Double Fine and somebody else who would potentially remake it. Do you think that that Loom could benefit from a remaster? Hell yes, possibly. I think any game could possibly benefit from a remaster. That's my I think, opinion. I, think I love Loom remasters. Is Loom is a challenging one because I think Loom, especially with all the controversy around the VGA version, and even Brian Moriarty, Moriarty said it himself in, in the postmortem, he feels that upgrading it to VGA was detrimental to the game. Yeah, it lost its charm. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that's, 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 that's the point about Loom. Uh, Loom in particular is uh, by far, um, you know, it's... It, I'm just gonna say by far, it does kind of uh, fuck it. Uh, Loom is the most is, is the prettiest EGA game ever. Um, mm -hmm. Loom is the prettiest EGA game ever, closely followed by Space Quest Three. Uh, but Loom <laughs> is is by far. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. So why would you go back and remaster it? Let me let me There are other games that, that just look like shit that you wanna remaster. But why remaster Loom? So, so let me uh, let me challenge you on that. If you take the essence of Loom, you take the gameplay, you take the story, yeah, um, you know the controls, basically everything that is Loom, and you just render it, right? You take uh, you know really really talented artists, and you just rebuild the graphics. You take an orchestra, you re-record the music. You do the same dialogues with really really talented voice actors. The same game, one hundred percent. Would that not be just a really, really good update? I would it argue, would, but it but depends it, on how they do it. If then, they're then not the thing, right? faithful to the original work. No, but then, then, then we're back to the Monkey Island remasters. I mean, that was the exact intention behind those, and did that work out okay? Yeah, not really. But that was more of a technical execution problem, right? Not a theoretical, like, hey, a remaster would, would help. No, they they were just shit artists, but the yeah. uh, the intent was the uh, the, the exact same, uh, so, just to build a better better world. Um, with regard, could have made a better remake of Monkey Island. You if, could, but again, why would you? Because these are, I mean, uh, they have the technical remasters coming out. Again, I'm thinking, why why would you mess with that? It's it's gorgeous in its own right. But then again. Grim Fandango was not gorgeous in its own right. It was it was pretty. Don't get me wrong. It was a very very pretty game at, when, at the time it came out. But uh, the reason they did the remaster was not because they thought it could look better. They just kind of did that because now they had the opportunity to do it. The problem with Grim Fandango was you couldn't get it anywhere. So that's the reason why they did it. They well, had the technical you can get. Didn't Monkey Island isn't one of the remakes that lets you switch back to the original graphics? Yeah, yeah both yeah. of them let you do that. They, they both do. So a remaster that has that ability for Loom, would that work for you? Why are you asking me? I, <laughs> I, 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 just, I don't think Loom needs a remaster. There's no point in remastering Loom. It's beautiful as it is. There is. I mean, there you are, could... no, there are there are games far more deserving of a remaster. There are games that look absolutely terrible by today's standard that could really benefit from a remaster. Well, I would awesome. dearly love to. I would dearly love to see a remaster of Beneath the Steel Sky, where you get Dave Gibbons' beautiful, beautiful background art and the sprites uh, updated into a higher resolution. Uh, not that it isn't beautiful today, but uh, it would that that game would really benefit from a high resolution remaster. Okay, so hearing so this is this is a good topic, a good direction to go into. Does anyone else have any other games that they would like to see yes. remastered? Yes, I would like to see Zork remastered with glorious consolas fonts and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> awesome. <laughs> 
You know, people have talked about making a, a remake of Zork with, you know, a graphical adventure version of that. And that would take... I think I'm with Trolls on that. That's another example where it take away from the, the spirit of Zork. It was meant to be a text adventure. It's Choose meant to be adventure. in your, in your there mind. There actually was a graphical version of Zork in Japan. Really? Oh, so it did actually happen. Yeah, okay, they the re released it for the Sega, Sega Saturn, I believe. The second you try to render a Gru graphically, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, e even the gra even the graphical versions of well, uh, the Zork, Zork games did not actually show Gru's. They just, you know, kind of implied their presence with creepy eyes or whatnot. So, you know, in that sense, that could work. I just thought of a different answer to Brian's question, uh, but uh, we're, uh, this is fan territory. Uh, I thought the uh, remaster, the point-and-click remaster of Maniac Mansion, uh, Maniac Mansion 256, was uh, was pretty good. I oh, thought yeah. that improved on, on the on the game. And someone also did a point-and-click remaster of Leisha Suit Larry 2, which I also thought was pretty damn good. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, so in, in that sense, after playing the the point-and-click version of Maniac Mansion, I can't play the original anymore. It's just it, <laughs> it feels too <laughs> ugly and archaic now. So that's a great example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the thing with the thing with Maniac Mansion, of course, is that it was one of the first uh, point-and-click. Adventure games, and so the interface is really, really dated nowadays. Ah, uh, so but uh, but you could you could make the same argument for the uh, uh, remaster that they did of uh, the first Monkey Island. Game. No, not the uh, not the uh, SVGA uh, blah 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 uh, or whatever the hell the, the new one, not the anniversary thing. The one where they changed the interface to uh, uh, you know Day of the Tentacle style uh, or Monkey Island Two style uh, verb and uh, interface uh, inventory. Sorry, my mind is gone. Um, that one, and I know Anatoly hates that one, and I can sort of see why, because it takes away, uh, you know, all the freedom that you had in the first Monkey Island games, poke and prod it and shit. Um, but uh, yeah, still, that that kind of applies there. That's not a good use of that stuff. But Maniac Mansion, all the verbs are just are just fucking in the way. Sorry, uh, <laughs> it's 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 just it's just convoluted as hell. So um, yeah, the the two fifty six, I I love it, and it's fan. Fan-made. I thought that was so brilliant. Well, a remaster that I... Well, the remaster that I, that I wanted actually came out. Homeworld, I've been wanting and them to do that forever. But uh, if I had to go for, like, a second best, um, whenever it, it, whenever the Nintendo DS came out, mm -hmm. uh, I had been wanting... I was basically fantasizing about a handheld Command & Conquer game. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, and I thought like, wow, that what a perfect opportunity to try to bring RTSs to a handheld. No one's tried it in the almost ten years. The damn console's been out, but um, you know, old pipe dream of mine is to have uh, the original Command and Conquer, uh, give it a facelift, probably try to reboot the franchise uh, in that way. I'm actually surprised no one's no one even no one at EA. EA owns Command and Conquer rights right now, right? Yeah, they own yeah. they own everything. Yeah, why they haven't created a mobile version of the original? Probably because Dungeon Keeper sucks so much ass on they, the They they <laughs> did try one. Um, there was a Red Alert three port, uh, like a prequel port to the uh, iPhone. Okay. And, yeah, and uh, it was okay, but no one bought bought it. <laughs> so that was their they dipped their toes in the water, and the, the exec said, "We didn't make any money, so why should we bother you, making a mobile RTS?" You're you're sort of forgetting that the the control mechanisms are tightly coupled with the genres. Right. Really, I mean, if you if you take Grim Fandango and its tank controls as one example, 
um, you know, can you even remotely, sanely translate an RTS interface from the, the typical keyboard plus mouse combination to touch interface? I, I, I think on RTS you could. Yeah, Have you ever yeah, played RTSs on tablet? You, you probably couldn't get as competitive as StarCraft or uh, even Generals uh, with all the hotkeys. But the uh, RTSs have been translated to a controller many times very successfully. Um, I, all the uh, Command & Conquer 64 and Red Alert on the PlayStation, I feel, were pretty good. StarCraft 64 even was... You, you could control everything you needed to, to play the game. That's it. You're not going to be, like, uh, you know, doing the eSport competitions yeah. with them, but, but, you know, for a bathroom game, it'll be fun. And there, there actually was also, uh, since we're on the topic of Command & Conquer... Uh, Command and Conquer itself is a spiritual successor to Dune 2. Dune, right. Oh, ah, snap. Yeah, right. Dune 2 later got a remake with the Command and Conquer engine called Dune 2000. <laughs> Correct. Right. And Red Alert is yeah. a spin-off. Red Alert is a spin-off. It's a spin-off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, also oh, true. It comes together. <laughs> and uh, Dune 2 is another one of those ones that's not a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's true. That's true. That, that's really, really yeah, weird. Yeah, that's, that's a different story altogether. Yeah. But actually, yeah. if you want that story, listen to Joe's podcast on that. Episode. Right. <laughs> you should have you should have little chat bubbles that pop up and say, "See episode the reference blah, blah, blah. episode thirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I know for me, and maybe I'm just riding high off of the uh, off of the Star Wars uh, trailer from, from Friday, which my God almost made me cry. I haven't, I haven't watched it. I'm completely uh, just stop just sitting and watch it right now. Yeah, no. I'm just going to sitting under a rock until the movie comes out, then I'll oh, watch the movie. It, it, no every, every time I watch the trailer, I'm picking out something new that's blowing my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so maybe because I'm riding high on that, I really, really, really want a reboot of, of X-Wing, a reboot of TIE Fighter. Like, uh, yeah, everybody wants that. Everyone so, my problem is sometimes I dream of a reboot, and then I get it, and it's disappointing. Like, hey. I think uh, Martin talked about that. But, like... um. Sim City. I don't know if you call that a reboot, but the everyone feels what I'm saying on that. I yeah. would love to, I love the idea of a new modern Sim City. Now, so we, so the answer the answer to a new modern Sim City, which I, I just talked about in the last news show, is yep. is City Skylines. Yeah, successor. I wouldn't say that's a sequel. That's a successor. It's a successor. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's a spiritual, yeah. spiritual successor because they don't have the rights. And uh, as far as the story I've been told is that these were actually a, a group of guys who were so disappointed with the new Sim City that they went, "Fuck it, we'll just build our own." Yeah, <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically what it is is. An up, it, it sort of a remastered version of SimCity 4. I mean, it's not. It's clearly not that. But they took every, they took SimCity 4. They made it more modern. You know, they they added some newer features. They added the ability to mod. They added all this. Or did, did SimCity 4 have mods? Yes. Yeah, it did. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you but say they even took the color coding? coding? Could, yeah, they took like the RCI indicator, residential, commercial, industrial. That yeah. that's there. I'm like, I'm I I feel like I'm the only person who's like going around going, how are, how is EA not suing these people? <laughs> when, you, when you talked about it, I thought the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> they probably are. Yeah, well, they you know, maybe are. they're gonna be cool EA about. It. Sometimes EA. people are cool about you know spiritual successors that borderline stealing their ideas, and some people like, are cool. They're yeah, like a torchlight. Yeah. yeah. Um, the mo most common, our most recent version, Axiom Verge, um, you know, Reggie from Nintendo looked at that and said, yeah, that definitely looks like Metroid, but, you know, we're not making a Metroid right now. So basically, <laughs> it, was, it was sort of Nintendo saying, okay, if we're not making one and you want to make a Metroid, go ahead. 
That's that's funny because and Nintendo why are they not sued. making a new Metroid? <laughs> that's a whole other story. But yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo <laughs> has sued people for making some other games, um, like the uh, Super Gianna Sisters or whatever they were called. Great Gianna Sisters. Great Gianna so, Sisters. Yeah. Well, that was a ripoff. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. it's a good ripoff, but it's a fucking ripoff. Sorry. It kind of was. Trolls, um, slow down, man. <laughs> oh, got a booze. If we're not careful, Tomer's gonna pass out on us. Yeah. <laughs> Tomer, I, 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 I have to call in, and we're only different. like forty minutes in. So yeah, yeah easy. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll start bleeping myself. Yeah, well, I say, Tomer, I do appreciate the fact that you and I have different opinions. I I, I actually greatly appreciate that. Oh, yeah, it's like it, it, cre- it creates better. It creates a more lively discussion. Exactly. This would be boring if we all felt the same. We all just said, "I agree." I agree. Well, here's, <laughs> so, especially, especially to the console people, has anyone played uh, played Ducktales remastered? I would I've love to have brought that to. up, but I didn't think that qualified. I've been I'm to. You know, here, here's my problem with that game: is Ducktales I loved as a kid, and then I revisited Ducktales on an emulator with having save state. And I was doing great on that, and I did that kind of to warm up for the remaster. And then the remaster came out, and I was horrible at it. That I mean, is that I, is a brutally difficult. That's like another world difficulty. I, yeah, I couldn't get past a single. I zone. don't know. I, I think another world is a remaster just a bit because more uh, there's a lot of stages that they changed to um, to make it better uh, or longer. Because some of those stages had some weird things going on. It like the final boss is like a rope chase that they mm-hmm. try to emulate the intros from the TV show. And they changed that into a full-fledged boss fight. And there's some parts of uh, some of the levels where uh, they changed them up to uh, because they were they were just random screens that had nothing in them or whatever. And and all the and all the bosses uh, are they last longer now because they were all just it it, it was a weird. It, so I wouldn't call it a remaster more than it was a, a, a remake. Yeah, yeah there you go. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. It started as a remaster, and then they decided why stop there. Right. Yeah. And Which that is was a enough. good example of it. I just wish there was a way I could turn down the difficulty just one mm. notch. <laughs> but it's uh, good that you actually brought that up because there was another Capcom game that got a remake a while back called uh, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Which yes. is I love re- that. Remake of the original Bionic Commando on the NES. And I never played the NES version, but the Rearmed version, I loved the shit out of that. Oh, I yeah. played the NES version at least a little bit, and I remember it being quite difficult. I played the yeah. first level of the NES version a billion times and never saw the rest of that game. Sounds yeah. like Battle Toads. <laughs> yeah. The only I, I probably, thing I probably I think... would have had the same experience, but Rearmed, the, it was difficult but fair. They redesigned it to such an extent that, you know, uh, a lot of the levels and the bosses made a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah. You, you know what's a disappointment of that? Is they made a sequel to a remake, and yeah. the sequel was not good. And, and I think the reason why sequel wasn't as good is because they were s- solely depending on their own inspiration. And they, I found that some game designers are better at the technical side of things than they are at the, um, the creativity creative, yeah. side. So yeah. when they decided to create their own from raw, you know, they created a 2 from nothing. There was no Bionic uh, Commando 2 on the NES. So that sequel just... In my opinion, maybe you guys disagree, but that sequel just didn't have this the same feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, know, I, I don't know. I tried playing that, but it I just lost interest at some point, and I don't really know why. And I felt the same way, and I, I thought about it a lot, and that that's my that was my conclusion with pondering it is that I just think that they didn't have the same creativity juices that the original game had. That you know, it's a difference between taking somebody's creativity, like we talked about, making it better, and 
really coming up with your own. And I'm the same way. I'm not that creative. You know, I can't create great levels, but I love taking things and making it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, did uh, did Mike Patton do the voice for the Bionic Commando in the sequel? Because then I think that's why it failed. No. <laughs> anyway, and I don't know uh, the answer. Interestingly, uh, um, did you know that there are uh, Simon the Sorcerer four and five games? Yeah. Uh, some some German developer ran with the license after AdventureSoft uh, kind of lost their shit around Simon the Sorcerer three D and put out <laughs> uh, put out uh, uh, two sequels. Uh, in German, no less, uh, which then got translated. I, I didn't even know about this until Story Beasts came out and said, hey, we're doing Simon the Sorcerer 6. Like, what the fuck? started out. they ever get English translations? Is your first puzzle in these Simon the Sorcerer games uh, to a next to Forbidden Land? I have no <laughs> idea. I haven't actually played them. Does anybody know if they have any English versions of those? Or is that only I'm in German? Sure. No, I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure they have English versions. I'll have to look those up. Uh, uh, some obscure German developer did that, and, and they count as official se- uh, sequels. They have. Weird. They bought the license? I, I think they just picked it up off the floor that Soft yeah. left it on. Cool. So, uh, I'm trying yeah. to, so I'm trying to think. I mean, we've been talking a lot about, you know, even games like Grim Fandango and remasters and remakes and, and how... You know, we like them, but they're not that great. Like, are there any that are, that are like, vastly superior? I personally would argue Rearmed is superior to the NES version, but that's just me. Yeah, and Black Mesa, right? Yeah. I, 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 would, I would say Star Fox 64 is better than the original Star Fox, as much as I love the original Star Fox. Well, that's more of a sequel than a remake, right? No, well, no, that's a that's a reboot. remake of the, the 64 version on the 3DS. And if you're gonna go that route, then if we're gonna go back to consoles, then I love oh, no. the the Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D. Can you can you sort of repeat the question? Uh, I think I got it, but not quite as precisely. So are so we are, are there are too many drinks? Yeah. Are there any remakes that are better than the original? Remakes mm. uh, or whatever or remakes, remasters, yeah, yeah. any, any. Overseer. Well, I'm just gonna put overseer out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about the CDS Star Fox. I was talking about uh, Star Fox sixty four. It was a remake of the Super NES. Oh, I thought you were talking about the remake of Star Fox sixty four. In that case, Star Fox yeah, sixty four on the sixty four is a sequel, is it? Or yeah. Do you feel it's a remake no, of the Super Nintendo? Uh, you you can almost say it's a reboot, but it's actually a remake. Of the oh, Super no, Nintendo no, version? No, it's a reboot because they changed a lot of the lore too. So then oh. I would, and that wouldn't count. But so again, would, again, a reboot is just a remake, uh, in, okay. in my opinion at least. Those, those are synonyms. Uh, I think a reboot, here's here's what I think about reboots is a lot of times they don't have the same, co- I mean, have you played the Tomb Raider reboot? There's, that's... Oh, no, that's wait, wait, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat has, has been doing this, this shit as well. I mean, they, they basically took their own thing and rebooted it. Okay, I see the difference now. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's say, a, a reboot is where they completely start from scratch and they just try to go into a new direction compared to what happened before. Batman, or at least yeah. from a story direction, yeah. Yeah, Batman Begins is a perfect example of that. Yeah. In the in the cinematic version. I mean, comics right. reboot the, their universes like every couple of years. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then they oh, weld the universes together. <laughs> yeah, comics. If we were having this conversation about comics, it would be horrible. Yeah. Oh no, 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 I'd be right out. I wouldn't even show up to, to that discussion. <laughs> me, me neither. Probably, I don't read a, a whole lot of comics. 
So you guys, I just I just watch Linkara every week. That's it. There you so, go. So Joe, what's your answer? Do you? Yeah, do you yeah, Joe. Let's, yeah, let's Joe. point the spotlight at you, sir. Remake, remaster. It's better than the original. Better than the original? I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's a that's a hard one. I'm trying. Yeah, to I think, think Black Mesa is better than the original, but you guys disagree. Yeah, Black Black Mesa no. is a really damn good remake, especially for something fan made. But there are a few niggles with it that weren't in the original version. I feel like. Uh, a lot of the time in Black Mesa, you really have to overabuse the crouch jump move, which you didn't have to do in the original, uh, for example. And it is yeah. ridiculously unbalanced and difficult at times compared to the original. Okay, so here's one. So, so, <laughs> so because because I'm 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 into space sims and all that, I've been playing a ton of Elite Dangerous. Ooh. Is Elite? I think Elite Dangerous is is a really? remake of the original Elite. It's not a remaster because there's way more stuff. Is, is it sure not a sequel? I don't know anything about the story between the two. There really, is, as far as I understand it, well, there, well, there, there isn't really a story in Elite Dangerous as of yet. They're is kind of a setting. Yeah, it's just more of, and I, I, I have didn't play the original Elite a yeah, it's, ton. It's basically. an open world. Yeah, they're all they're open world games, so you know, they're they're creating some modicum of story in the current in Elite Dangerous by. You know, creating community events and you know different factions are sending people on different missions for different goals. But there's no like, it's not like World of Warcraft or something where it's like you know there's this progressive story that continues on and on. It's just this open world where you do stuff. And I got one. Mm -hmm. I got and so, one. So and so to me, if if uh, Elite Elite Dangerous is is a superior remaster or remake or remake of the original. Hmm. What you got, trolls? I got one, and I can't believe I didn't think of this sooner. Probably the Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> Best remaster ever. Carmageddon on the fucking smartphone. <laughs> there you go. I oh my god, that thing is beautiful. Because because uh, I was playing uh, I was playing a re a reincar uh, reincarnated uh, a couple of uh, a couple of weekends ago over at a friend's place who had a computer that could actually run it. And uh, I'm 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 really sorry, but it's not as much fun as the first game. I don't know if I'm just uh, completely in love with the first game. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think uh, yes, Carpocalypse Now you was are. a pretty, hey, pretty bro, great game. Uh, sorry to interject, but I'm really sorry, but I didn't hear a clink in the swear jar just now. And I did <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, but yeah, uh, Carmageddon on on the smartphone is just the same game. It's just better. Uh, it it runs smoothly. The controls are perfect. Uh, the game has been more balanced. And That's just, I was gonna say that. I think I think it's a touch easier because I had a hell of a time advancing in the PC version. Yeah. And you know, on on the phone, I could I I it was it was great. Would you rather have that on the PC, the phone version on the PC, though? Because that's what I was kind of holding off for, is I'm hoping that that exact version will... Normally, we get ports from PCs to phones, but this is an example right. where I want the phone. I just don't like touch controls. Um, yeah, I see where you're, where you're coming from. But. And that I'll, I'll admit, like, the touch controls, I don't... I, I, I enjoy the game. I don't love the touch controls if I had another option. Right. If, if you're playing on, the, on an iPad or, or a tablet, it's really kind of clunky. You well, kind of have to move your fingers around. But on a, well, on a phone, well, it's... Don't you guys, the Android version that I was playing allowed you to change the buttons in the UI to where you needed it to be, and I was able to have like perfect controls for me when I was playing Carmageddon. Unfortunately, my phone looks like that, so... Oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> but, but the, th the thing with the phone version of Carmageddon is basically it is the exact same game as the original with shinier graphics and different controls. So basically, you already have the phone version on the PC if you 
played a 3DFX version, it looks pretty much exactly like the phone version. Right. I guess I guess the only thing that would be nice is if they put the small gameplay tweaks that maybe they don't say they did, but they did, because it is definitely they easier did. to oh, win they, races. Oh, they did. They, oh, they did. Yeah. Nobby has been out uh, acknowledging that they did uh, you know, make tweaks, make it easier, make it easier for you to steal cards and stuff. And I, I completely agree. Okay, getting, that the is phone true. Version, getting the phone version on the PC would actually be really cool, because uh, for one, they could add a network code that doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, my, my, my entire point about all this was that I, you know, eagerly backed uh, Carmageddon Reincarnated on Kickstarter because uh, they were saying that they were going to bring back everything that made the original fun. And what do I get? Well, I get the first level, and that's pretty much everything I expect from a Carmageddon game. They've got uh, poly polygonal uh, pedestrians, but I can live with that. It's, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. At next least they're level, not zombies. At least they're not zombies. <laughs> the next level, what is it? It's a... Mission. It's a mission. <laughs> what the hell? Dude, oh. this is exactly why I didn't play Carmageddon 2 when it came out, because not only was it ugly as sin, it, the, the mission bits were just... Everyone fucking hated them. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Tomer, that, that, one, that one was unintentional. Um, so, so, no, no, I, I still prefer the original, and I completely agree. The uh, phone version on the PC um, with, uh, with network code, that would be, you know, wet dream. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you something, by the way? Of course. What exactly do you plan to do with the stuff you're uh, putting in your swear jar when all this is over? They're my own money, so I'm going to go get more beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that works for me. But, okay, uh, when we're talking about uh, favorite remakes, I actually got a, a good example of my own. Go for it. Uh, the King's Quest remakes by AGD. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Especially yeah, I happen to, I have, yeah, I happen to know the dude who wrote uh, two and three. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, especially two and three because they expand so much of the story and they redesign the puzzles where they make fucking sense. Pardon my French. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, yeah, they they improve immensely on the originals, uh, and I didn't mind the originals that much because I played them with a walkthrough, and you know they have their own charm, but. When you see what the remakes did to, you know, integrate them into the rest of the series story-wise and everything and have them be fun to play, it's night and day. Yeah, I mean, the King's Quest games are not pinnacles of game design, I would say. Was yeah. it, wasn't, the, wasn't the third game uh, redone twice? Once by uh, uh, yeah, Infamous? Yeah, by AGD and by, by Infamous Adventures. Mm -hmm. Right. And the uh, cause three didn't have uh, the same amount of story problems that two had. I remember uh, Daniel, uh, the, the dude who wrote the story, Daniel Stacy, was over, and uh, we were naked and on the couch, and uh, he was saying that um, uh, what he did with King's Quest two, or at least what he tried to do, was uh, give it a story, because it, it didn't have one <laughs> in the original. Yeah, it had, it had the barest uh, semblance of a story. King's Quest three right. had more of a story. You. Had the where you know this boy who was a, who was a slave of wizard trying to find out who he really was. They did expand on that and different uh, aspects in the remakes, but you know the story is pretty much the same. I haven't actually played them because uh, F King's Quest. I'm gonna go easy on Toma here, but uh, you all know the drill. Uh, but uh, to yeah, those of you yeah. who, have, who have played uh, uh, the uh, you know King's Quest three, the two different remakes, which one is the best? Is it the AGD or the Infamous one? I actually haven't what? finished the uh, Infamous Quest one. Uh, there were some aspects to it that I didn't like so much. I don't really remember what it was. It's been so long. 
Uh, actually, you know, actually, okay, I didn't really like the voice acting and you know some of the sort uh, way they tried to uh, expand the story. Like the introduction felt kind of awkward to me. Where the HD version handled that better. It was uh, it, it was written better in my opinion. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So I, I, w I would imagine that Infamous stuck closer to the original story. Um, yeah. Because that's what it did with Space Quest 2, anyway. Which and is I, okay. I, actually, yeah, uh, I, I actually have to say, I think I might prefer the remake of Space Quest 2 to the original. I do not. <laughs> I fucking do not. I fucking do not prefer the remake of Space Quest 2 to the original. This is where I'm out of my wheelhouse. Because <laughs> we're just talking about a bunch of games that before my time. See, this is where I sit back and listen to. Yeah, exactly. Well, the SQ2 remake is free, so feel free to go. Yeah, it. everyone should go play it. And it is. I mean, uh, Akiko can get back to swearing in just a minute, but I, I really, really liked the the, the way that uh, Steven and the dudes uh, did Space Quest 2 for a game that was kind of maligned within the Space Quest community. Let's <laughs> see Martin yawning. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get oh, no, back to consoles in a minute. Uh, they, no, I mean, they they really put in some some some. I mean, they 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 honored the original. I felt they truly honored it. Try to make it point and clicky, and then they put in that little uh, touch uh, at the end, and then they put in that touch where you stick a explosive device up a bunny's ass. I thought that was brilliant. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh. I, I wasn't I wasn't going to go into that much more detail, but that's exactly one of the things I didn't like. They they did they tried to put their own spin on things, and it just felt too sophomoric to me. Yeah, but that's... Space yeah. Quest is sophomoric. <laughs> yeah, Space Quest is pretty yeah, sophomoric. But they went too far... Too, far uh, too extreme with it, especially in terms of the, the, the some of the deaths and just how over-the-top gory it was. What Have you played Space Quest 3? <laughs> oh, sorry? But ahead, well, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. It is. So uh, hey, Mark, do you already say what your favorite was? Of what? Of the remake, remasters, whatever. I think he said Star Fox. Oh yeah, Star Fox, your favorite. What'd yeah. you say? Star Fox sixty four. Sixty four. Yeah. My my favorite, honestly, is not. I don't think anyone's gonna agree, but it's just the source port of Descent because I. <laughs> I'm just such a huge Descent fan. Um, I just love the the six degrees of freedom. And, and I was super psyched about that Kickstarter, and I hope I don't get let down. But oh, um, did, the, did the Kickstarter make it? Because it was three days. They just yeah. made it. They were like yeah. si they they hit like yeah. six oh one. I lost sleep. Ooh, over yes, that. <laughs> I did. Oh, I was so excited feels, about that. That feels good. That feels. Brian, um, you had that crazy controller, don't don't you? It's a PlayStation One dual analog joystick, and I played Descent with that with a, a PSX to USB adapter. This oh, thing wow. was. The, Predecessor I, to the DualShock controllers. You know what? It's sad because I was telling um, I was telling Joe that uh, I could only get towards the end of Wing Commander once I plugged in my Xbox 360 controller because I was so used to the Super <laughs> Nintendo version, and then I just started kicking ass in that game, <laughs> and I felt really bad. But what are you gonna do? Just that put, damn Super Nintendo version. <laughs> <of Wing Commander. laughs> uh, you'll you're missing out, Joe. I know. <laughs> my, my other favorite remake is uh, not console, it's not PC. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. My other Sorry. favorite is not PC, oh. but it's the um, I'm a big Metroid fan, and the Metroid Zero Mission was mm. was oh, definitely yeah. a favorite remake for me. If we're counting everything, that's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, I've got to go back because I played Metroid. I played Metroid Two, and then I played what was the first one on the Wii? Metroid Prime Three. 
or something. Yeah, Metroid yeah. Prime, Prime 3 was the first on the Wii, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are the only Metroid games I played. And so I know there's, oh, there's a bunch. There. You, get, you get the Metroid trilogy on the Wii U, and mm-hmm. then uh, then play Zero Mission, because that's this, that's really good. And then um, and then, then you go to uh, Metroid Fusion. And then you can just, just get Metroid Hunters. Metroid Hunters is if you really want to. Mm-hmm. Can I just put this out there? I have never understood, I know this is slightly off topic, but I've never understood people who play FPSs on consoles. Maybe it's just me, but those <laughs> yeah, it's, are, it's those just are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Met, it's, Met, well, have, you play, have you ever played FPSs on a PC, uh, right? They're, they're brutal, right? So people are just used to the consoles because they're easy. I don't really like playing FPSs on a console, but more people, it evens the playing field when you have auto-aim, right? That's that's probably why I don't, why I don't like it because I spent so much time trying to figure out how to play Quake with a mouse because uh, I started playing the play Doom with a keyboard and went to lands and played Doom with a keyboard and then I uh, you know started uh, trying to play with a mouse got my ass kicked until the you know until there was a switch and I started kicking everyone else else's ass because now I could aim better now I didn't have auto aim. Well, so, Metroid uh, you know, Prime is not really an FPS. It plays in FPS mode like the View. It's a first person adventure shooter. Yeah, it's, it's more like yeah. an adventure shooter. Okay, <laughs> no, because, because there's no, there's hardly any free aim because uh, the uh, the trilogy lets you use the Wii mode if you want to, but uh, on the GameCube, um, you would just lock on and you would just more. It was more like a circle strafe. Where once you lock on, yeah. you, you would you would jump out of the way and try to find the weak spot. Yeah, but my, most of the game is centered around exploration and puzzle solving. Yeah, it's of not a Twitch shooter. Yeah, Tomer's yeah. been trying to talk for like a minute, so go Sorry. I know that feels all right. It wasn't a minute, but I just wanted to mention that uh, Metroid Prime is to first-person shooters sort of like abuses to platformers. But, I mean, it, it's just not the same control scheme. It doesn't map. Trolls, you're creeping me the fuck out. <laughs> he has that effect on everybody. <laughs> but I yeah, don't think, but but I don't think the intention is... Camera where it is. Now, um, everyone on YouTube don't know. It just, it, it just cross-cuts between people who are talking. They can't actually see the little uh, bar at the bottom here. So I, I haven't creeped out any viewers. <laughs> so that's Only me. Tomer. Actually, so, they're so probably more that. creeped out because I didn't see what we saw. <laughs> what did consider you do? I, I just we'll moved around. I thought, I, thought, I thought I had to let my cat out, and I just, you know, and I caught, so we caught a little glimpse of a bare knee, and apparently he went all whoppy. And, uh, you know, behind, he could, I know whose knees it is. It was just such a beautiful knee. <laughs> I put my underpants, don't worry. Getting back yeah. to Metroid. <laughs> No, I'm hands Metroid. I don't think, like, 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 like and, uh, underrail the conversation a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm just looking back at, at sort of the, the uh, proposed questions and we completely ignored the and everything other than the first question, I feel. Oh, no. True. We talked about our favorites. We talked about ones we didn't like. We sort of talked about our favorites, and we talked about one we didn't like, and then we digressed into... Metroid. <laughs> hey, sorry. Yeah. Gamers, yeah, I, got a, I got a list a mile long of uh, remasters and reboots I didn't like, uh, but they're all adventure games, so Martin will be completely left out of that conversation. <laughs> hey, you know, I like the Indiana Jones. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I'd love to I see? I love that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, Indiana what? Jones. Oh, sorry. 
Uh, but you know, you know what I'd really love to see a Rebel Assault game that didn't suck. I'd love to see. I'd love to see. No, no, seriously. Well, seriously. well. I think I think Joe just sucks at Rebel Assault because I can blow through that stuff. No, no problem. Yeah, I'm really bad at Rebel Assault. <laughs> no, but Rebel Assault is terrible. It's yeah, okay. Inherently, just by looking and playing, it it it's it is pretty terrible and all. But you could. You could ostensibly do with modern 3D graphics. You could do a Rebel Assault game that didn't suck. That didn't. Right, control, you could. Like, isn't, that, isn't that basically what the Rogue Squadron and games did? Unicorns Ooh. might fly on my butt. I'm sorry. Rebel Assault was basically an ill-conceived game that had nothing going for it. No, How it, 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 Rebel Assault is, is is honestly no different than the coin-op arcade shooters that you play at any arcade. That, you that is true. Yeah. It's yeah. a rail but, shooter. But, yeah, it's a rail it's shooter. That, like, <laughs> I mean, like, there's, there's ways you can make it really, really awesome. I recently went into something called a battle pod, a Star Wars battle pod. Yes. And it was like a, they had a, it was a 4D thing where, where like it would shake and blow air and all this other crazy stuff. Not that you could probably get that in the home, but uh, the game itself was fun as hell. And uh, those. Um, Rebel Salt could easily reach something like that. Like you said, there, there could be a really good Rebel Salt game if someone. Yeah. Yeah. Battle Pod is sort of a ra- certain parts of it are kind of rail shootery. Right. I haven't been in it, but I've I've talked I talked about it when I was on the Space Game Junkie yeah. podcast, and they were kind of going on. over it. This Space Pod thing is that like a, a basically a fancy arcade cabinet? Yeah. Well, you get yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like it's okay. a little bit of cockpit that you walk into and sit down. And then you have uh, you have a, a, a stick you used to aim, and you have a, a throttle that doesn't really do much, and uh, it kind of moves and blows air at you depending on what's going on, and uh, it's pretty awesome. That sounds pretty cool. Oh, and it actually sounds like Crotaliator F29 with an added air blower on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know one. This one. So this is what I do for a living. I repair arcade games. So. Oh, cool. Awesome! Your job is so much cooler than ours. <laughs> I drive I drive around to movie theaters and fix uh, the arcade stuff they've got in movie theaters. So yeah. Uh, Do you ever get like uh, you know people stuffing jam and stuff in, inside the cabinets or just kicking it's, shit out of them? Yo, it's so bad. And soda. It's it's soda spilled in all my games. You know, people oh. get out of the movies and oh. just want to pour a soda on a game. So. <laughs> uh, so your job doesn't really. Uh, isn't really as glamorous as uh, we, as we, because because we 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 think uh, all right, you fix you, you know, like uh, solder two wires together and then you spend the rest of the day playing that game. Wow, cool. <laughs> oh, I I wish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if if they did last word on Rebel Assault, if they did a remake with uh, with fancy graphics that you could pilot and it didn't suck ass, here's another thing I I dearly love for them to put back in. FMV, because I re- recently did an episode of, uh, you know, Backseat Designers with uh, Fred, where we talked about FMV deserves a resurgence. It's not a bad well, idea. No, it was no, just no. executed terribly. No, I, I love FMV. The last game that I think did it really well um, was Act of Treason. I, I haven't even heard of that. that. Act of Treason was an RTS game. You can get it on Steam. Uh, oh. it, it came out in 2003, uh, and it was... Yeah, yeah, it came out in 2003. It was a, it was one of the first uh, games to use the DVD. Uh, so that oh yeah, so now we got DVD. Um, it, we can put more, better looking FMVs. Um, I, I I encourage you to look it up and, and play it on Steam or look on YouTube. Uh, I suck at RTSs. 
Well, it, it's 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 a really interesting story, and they did uh, a lot of cool FMVs. It is slightly corny. I mean, you're you're not getting you know grade A actors. You're, you're getting the B actors, but it looked great and had a, a nice premise where um, it was basically a an oil crisis causes World War Three. Cool. Actually, having name actors and FMVs don't actually don't don't usually solve stuff. I'm looking at Ripper, even though well, even though Christopher Walken was hilarious, it, it's just, it was just terrible. Tiberian's uh, so, sons, uh, James Old Jones, and um, oh uh, right, guy, okay, he did a really good job as General Solomon. Like, oh, I can't and, and also uh, Udo Kier in Yuri's Revenge. Yes. I, mean, I I will watch okay. anything Udo yes. Kier is in. So, so yeah, what's basically all of the uh, Command and Conquer games used FMV, even the later ones. Oh yeah. So that's yeah, another that was... recent FMV, more or less. I thought that, was, that one. That when, when, when was the last <laughs> game released again? Um, it was two thousand and nine ish. Um, it was, was that like General Bro- Two or something like that. No, or? it was Command and Conquer Four, and it, okay. it broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find that game, Act of Treason. Is that what you called it, Martin? Uh, hold on, let me let me let me double check on Is that. It act, act of Treason. Yeah, Act of Treason. Yeah, yeah I'm not finding or, it. Or, 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 or wait, Act of Treason. I think was the expansion pack. I think it was called Act of War. Act of oh. War. Okay. <laughs> uh, for for my money, another interesting remaster would be to go back to an old FMV game, an old FMV title, and remaster the video. Because uh, a lot of these old FMB games had really shitty video. Yeah, I remember they, there was that. That's I was I was just gonna bring that up. There are fan mm-hmm. patches out there for uh, um, for Gabriel Knight Two, for instance, where you can deinterlace the video. It's still yeah. sucky quality, but uh, hell. Um, but it would really be interesting to go back and uh, oh, let's let's just say make Harvester's FMV not suck ass. That would be uh, that would be fun. That- that's a tall order. <laughs> well, I, think, yeah, I think what Trolls really wants is a remake of The Eleventh Hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, that game is perfect the way it is. <laughs> well, it's a, about, uh, 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 I'm sorry, a re-release for a remake of Command & Conquer for, for, would be really awesome because EA, I've seen photos of it, they own all the original source uh, video that they shot. Yeah. Oh really? Um, yeah, they yeah. have them, and they have all the old props. They have them in a in a, in a storage locker somewhere. Uh, they're just sitting there uh, on shelves, and they could easily re-release them. Well, they should they should totally do that because much much of the FMV content, for instance, all the Sierra Online FMV, that's all gone because you know CUC bought it, CUC uh, uh, Interactive bought it, and just blew it out the fucking airlock. There you go, Tomer. Um, because yeah. uh, you know, that's all gone. I'm pretty sure the Rebel Assault uh, 2 FMV is gone as well. Um, so I don't know. That that would I would be surprised if it was gone because Lucas kept everything. They did because I remember the Grim Fandango story is they had to go all around the world trying to get all this stuff back. Um, well, maybe. I don't know. I guess it would depend, but I feel like Star Wars stuff they would have kept. But it, my, my, my thing with, uh, uh, with Harvester, for instance, mm-hmm. would be not to, not to just re, uh, you know, touch up the original FMV because it has its charm, but that's really what, you know, Gilbert Austin set out to do a disturbing adventure, and what he did was a fucking hilarious, sorry, I'm running out of coins here, uh, <laughs> was a completely hilarious movie. <laughs> Tomer, Tomer said in the group chat that I was getting old that I wasn't swearing enough. Apparently, he wants to get blissed, so uh, I'm just I'm just picking up the pace here. Anyway, uh, to actually re-record the video, just actually do the disturbing quote-unquote adventure game that uh, that Gilbert Austin wanted to make instead of the hilarious one. 
I guess the tough part with making a horror game is actually making it scary. It's the same way, it's the same as making a horror movie. It's like it's a lot of times they do come off that way. Right. <laughs> like was uh, it, was it a tech? Like I didn't play Harvester, so you know was 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 it intended to be like was it a technical limitation that caused it to not be scary it was, or it, it was uh, it was. Well, it was a combination yeah, you, you, of different matters. It was uh, they they set out to make a really really disturbing game, and then the FMV that they shot was just uh, even for its time terrible uh, blue screen stuff, characters not looking at each other, a uh, bunch of stilted uh, over the top acting, and really really horrible uh, you know horror effect like gore effects. It was supposed right. to be a really gory game. Um, what I did like about Harvest is if you look past all the horrible elements, and I don't mean you know the, all the laughable elements of it, there's actually some good psychological horror in there as well once you get into the uh, Order of the Lodge and you start uh, going through the temples, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's some good psychological stuff in there, it just gets buried under all this shit uh, so it would be fun to um, you know, do it right So is it, it scarier like than Phantasmagoria or less scary? <laughs> My ass is scarier than Phantasmagoria. <laughs> Everything you just sounds saying sounds like my description of classic Doctor Who. No. <laughs> Doctor Who is scarier than Phantasmagoria. Old Doctor Who is scary. Yeah, <laughs> but you, but you have everything Troll said. You have to look past yeah. all the stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but no, but Phantasmagoria, there, there is nothing to salvage in that game. I'm sorry. It's it's just it's bullshit from start to finish. There's nothing to salvage in there. There is something so no, to salvage in Harvester. So no remakes of Phantasmagoria from uh, from New Sierra. But I'm just going to empty my swear jar because if, every time you bring up Phantasmagoria, I'm just going to go, <laughs> fuck that game. <laughs> All right, so, here, so here's something. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with, uh, with New King's Quest. So that, I guess, is just a sequel, right? Reboot. No, that's a reboot. Or is it a reboot? But it's but it's Graham telling stories. So is will he be telling different stories, or are they? Yeah, just... he'll he'll be covering well, several well, of the games. Well, we, we we don't we don't know if this is the same Graham as in the original. True. Uh, continuity. <laughs> he could, he, he could just be telling an entirely new story that is kind of the same as the original, but uh, you know, <laughs> different, embell embellished. You know, uh, has more detail. That sort of thing. Well, it's not. It's not a remake. It's a. It's a. It's a retelling. It's a reboot. Uh, yeah. It's a complete reboot of the of the series. Um, ostensibly setting the scene for more. Uh, um, you know, kind of kind of a spin-offy King's Quest uh, type games. I yeah, guess. that's quite possible. Are are, are we excited about it? Here's a good no, one. No, I'm interested to see what's going. To hell with King's excited. Quest. Well, you just don't like King's Quest, y'all. That's, that's exactly it. I don't like King's Quest. I don't like anything that has... I can't get my head into uh, the whole sword and sorcery, chivalry, I'm going to save you, I'm so I'm so heroic kind of shit. I've never been into that. I, I've never watched a Lord of the Rings movie without falling asleep, so to hell with King's Quest. <laughs> and that's why they made Space Quest for you. There you exactly. go. <laughs> so to make a counterpoint to uh, Trolls here, I, I actually don't have an issue with this uh, sort of chivalrous uh, sword and sorcery setting, I just thought they were basically shitty games. <laughs> There's that, too. Except for six. So six was great. Are you excited Play, for it, Joe? I'm, I'm very excited for it. I'm interesting to, interested to see what they do. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a pure adventure, which is probably something else that'll irritate trolls. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's going to be I'm, a couple I'm of... I'm cool with that. They... Go ahead. 
Um, no, because they're, they're, they've, they've come out and said, all right, there's some, there's some jumping in it, but the jumping is automatic. It's an adventure game. Uh, there are some purists out there who are getting their panties in a bunch because uh, apparently it's not... Uh, it's not a hundred percent point-and-click adventure, but uh, as Fred will say on on Backseat Designers, he's really he's really sick of this conservatism that's in the adventure game uh, community. Uh, Hipster I'm, adventure I'm, game designers. Exactly, because <laughs> uh, you know uh, the the thing I love about adventure games is that you you can take your time. You you're not in any danger of getting sideswiped by. Uh, by some gruel, or if you stand around for too long, some zombie will come up and munch your face off. You can you can basically walk away from the game without pausing it, get a beer, come back, and that's it. And King's Quest does sound like it's gonna you know carry on that tradition. Once you meet the dragon, he's just gonna stand there until you do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as that's in place, then you can have all the jumping you want. That makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I guess because. This is also, I guess, the new Sierra has really. Did they release Geometry Wars? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they released Geometry Wars already, which I don't know. It doesn't really strike me as. It's not my memories of Sierra. I mean, I like Geometry Wars. <laughs> but seeing uh, a lot on Twitter about this other game they're doing called Shiftlings. I haven't heard yeah. about it. Weird, cartoony kind of graphics. What the yeah, hell is that game about? Yeah. I have no idea. Just some weird alien stuff. It's it's an original IP, right? Revisit of old Sierra um, stuff, is it? Oh, I'm everyone just went silent. Okay, <laughs> we don't no, know. No yeah, talking about Sierra and, and old games. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> it's where we learn from you. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah. There keep talking. Go. Soaking it in. I'd like to see a remaster of The Dig. That's a game I've been one that wasn't boring as hell. <laughs> I I I, lo- I don't know why I loved that game. I like the well, I, I like the you, graphics. I like the setting. I like the mu- The music is, is amazing. Well, the music is oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. sure, sure, sure. The music. That is was fantastic. like in high school. That was like pretty. Yeah, that was my studying music. I listened to the Dig side. I got it from the LucasArts Company store on CD. <laughs> nice. And I listened to it while I was studying because it was just so like ethereal and and great and whatever. And I don't know. I I I have the novelization of the Dig. Mm. So for some reason, whenever we discuss uh, remakes, remasters, we somehow sort of uh, converge on adventure games. And I would argue that actually some of the better remakes, remasters, are not of adventure games. That is true. Exactly. Very, very true. Very true. Uh, because adventure games are really, really hard, as we've seen with Monkey Island, as we've seen with uh, Broken Sword, are really, really hard to remaster or to remake. For that, uh, for, for my money, the only, uh, the only really good one was the, you know, the Maniac Mansion 256. Even beneath the Steel Sky remastered or remade or whatever the hell it was, it's, was still a lazy yeah, chop job. It's kind of re- the reason why people don't try to remake Citizen Kane or colorize it because it's, it's uh, yeah. a product of its own medium. Mm-hmm. You don't really, right. really want to change what it was because that was part of it. Now, well, eventually see, see, they're going to remake it. No, see, see here, here's the problem with remaking at least adventure games, or for that matter, any game. Usually when they do a remake of a game, it's a very well-loved, beloved classic that they want to update and do something to, and all the fans get completely pissy because, of course, they're messing with the classic. They're fucking shit up. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> what, what, they, what they should do, what they should do is take a game that was ostensibly a good idea, but completely fucked. A game that was ostensibly a good idea but somehow messed up in execution or they didn't get around to doing uh, what they were supposed to do. So take, a, take a game that sucked and fix it. 
like Harvester. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that, that'd be cool. I mean, I, I think, like, I was a big fan of, of simulators in general. I think recently there's been a really big resurgence in, in simulation games, and I would love to see, you know, a new Falcon or a new Aces of the Pacific or something like that. Right. It's, uh, like uh, I'm trying to trying to think of trying to think of games that aren't adventure games that you could go back and and fix up uh, stuff. That, uh, uh, yeah, okay. Like, I, I was thinking of another game or something that I wanted to talk about. Mm. Go for it. Okay, yeah. so one one game that I would love to see get a proper remake is an old adventure game called Dreamweb. I don't know if any of you ever. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea because that game had a really phenomenal idea, and the play screen was like the size of a effing postage stamp. Well, okay, um, the, not just that, but you know the <laughs> over, the overall premise. It's set in this dystopian future, and you play this perfectly ordinary guy who, through his dreams, is contacted by these mystical uh, watchers or whatever, yeah. and told to kill people to save the world. And so it, it's this very interesting setup for what could be a very uh, intimidating kind of psychological horror story. Is this really happening, or is it all in his head? But yeah. the game, the game, kind of skirts the issue, and you know, it's really violent and disturbing at times, and has a very good atmosphere. But story-wise, there is just so much that could be expanded upon that I would love to see in a remake. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's I think it would be interesting one. if, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, remaking games that are not of, t- of a adventure game, of, of the genre of adventure, but I think it would be interesting to see if there are some adventures that you could remake into other styles. Like, I always thought that, you know, we were talking about Mass Effect a little while back. I think a lot of adventure games would, you know, do well moving more into kind of a pseudo-RPG-ish yeah. style. Yeah, that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm feeling about Dreamweb. It would, it would probably make kind of a good survival horror-ish game where you're mm-hmm. kind of exploring around and solving puzzles, and every once in a while you get to shoot stuff, mm-hmm. because that, that was part of the original game as well, where you had to use your gun at certain points uh, to kill people and make sure you didn't get killed in return. Uh, for for me personally, I would uh, I would hate to see a, a remaster or a remake of Dreamweb that went in a different genre direction. Mainly because, like I said, I like the leisurely pace of adventure games. Uh, but I like the idea of taking a beloved classic and turning it into a different genre. For my money, I would actually go the reverse order, and uh, you know, I've, I've never understood why there isn't a Star Wars adventure game, for instance. Right. Well, the, there is see. one being made right now by a fan called Han Solo Adventures. Oh yeah, that's right. That one is brilliant. Go check that one out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would love to see, like, uh, uh, I don't the, know, can, you know, to make something like that. There wasn't any. There isn't any like, uh, like hidden, uh, like devs leaking anything back from the day where they go, oh, we try to make an adventure game, but end up being something else. I haven't heard of anything uh, like that. No. I mean, I missed, I missed the first part. What what game are you talking about? No, it's just any. You said uh, there's never been a Star Wars adventure game, and, uh, and I was just wondering if there was there ever any an attempt, even at a uh, concept stage, to uh, get anything off. The I mean, ground. there was that that Yoda stories thing that was like these little desktop. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was more of a continuation of the Indiana Jones desktop adventures game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I, I, I seem to recall Ron Gilbert saying they had that idea, but for the longest time they weren't allowed to touch the Star Wars license back until, when it was until the nineties. So they they couldn't until the nineties, and that, that that then they just then they just hopped on the Star Wars train to infinity. Yeah, it was um, Rebel, Rebel Assault and X Wing were kind of in parallel development because they finally either you know George went on vacation or something, <laughs> <laughs> and they were um, able to do it, but. Because I, I I think of uh, for instance uh, Warcraft Adventures, which I thought was a really good idea, uh, yeah. and which actually got very very far in development. There's even a let's play of it on YouTube, but it never got released because Blizzard apparently shit themselves or something. Well, I don't know. That's Blizzard. No, right? I, I, well, what happened was is that the the quality uh, of the game wasn't up to their uh, up to what they wanted because yeah really, right. Well, like that's the official excuse. I know the official excuse is that. But what I'm saying is that I don't know if you knew this, but they uh, actually hired uh, a lot of the same people who uh, worked on. Oh, I can't remember the game now. Uh, the Zelda CDI yeah, games. Yeah, Zelda CDI. Thank you. Oh. Um, they, they, yeah, well, that's that, why. That that's the why they have similar style. And right. Then, no, no. I'm, I'm, you know, the Zelda CDI games are rubbish. We all know that. <laughs> but uh, but the, uh, the the Warcraft Adventure game actually looks pretty good. I've seen this Let's Play on YouTube. It doesn't look like the Zelda CDI games. It looks really awesome. But, um, this is Blizz- so we- but this is Blizzard's thing. They did it there. They did it with StarCraft Ghost. They did it with Project Titan. Yeah, they, they, they've done it over yeah. and over again. They have games that are far in development, almost ready to be go, and then they say, nope, sorry, it's not what yeah. we want. Just so you have some more trivia, the reason why the CDI versions look so bad is because they, in order to save money, because they had a completely like terrible budget, uh, they actually got the guys to move into America and like do it super fast. And so uh, they had like six animators from um, from some Eastern Bloc country who uh, who flew down and lived there for six weeks and did all the animation super fast and then left. And what you have with the Blizzard people is that they just outsourced the animation and brought them back in-house. Right. That's why the quality is way different. And that's the same thing that happened with Space Quest 1 VGA. That thing got outsourced to Korea, came back looking like a 1950s <laughs> poster, some shit, and it was awful. Sorry, it was awful. Um, mm-hmm. We've had we've had this discussion over in the Space Quest community. Everyone, it's, it's really, uh, since it's a... Yeah. Sorry, since Scott Murphy came out and publicly denounced Space Quest 1 VGA, every fan is now going, yeah, I, I didn't like it either. <laughs> I just didn't want <laughs> anything. I, I did, I, uh, I'm one of the few people who actually didn't mind the different style for the Space Quest 1 remake. But I don't yeah. mind it either. I, I, I have to fully admit, I did not mind it either. It's a long distance. Go, go on spacepress.net, check out the message board forums. Uh, there are you know pros and cons uh, people uh, talking about the Space Quest 1 VGA. Oh, yeah. It's a very intense discussion. Let's just put it that I way. Gu- I, I guess the thing for me with, with regard to the to the Sierra ones is is that when, you know, my the, fir- the first Sierra adventure I ever played was Police Quest 1, but I was really, really young and I didn't really get it. The first one I got was Space Quest 4. And so to me, the SCI games are kind of like when I think of Sierra Adventures, I don't think of the the AGI games. Those were ones that I played after I played the SCI games. Oh, okay, really briefly, the the problem with Space Quest One VGA is precisely that it's retroish, uh, even in in style, it's very 1950s retroish, and uh, the Space Quest vibe, at least to me and to the two guys themselves, who uh, famously tried to get uh, stuff changed to Space Quest One VGA and were told to fuck off. Uh, the problem, <laughs> the problem with the Space Quest One uh, VGA is that it's not the futuristic. Uh, it, Space Quest is supposed to be futuristic and gritty right. and uh, and comic booky, and Space Quest One VGA was neither. 
Yeah, so it, it didn't match. It didn't match the the aesthetic. Not to me, anyway. There are people who will take your side. Uh, I am not one of them. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, 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 games. Uh, I, I like I like the discussion we were having previously. Uh, oh, sorry, Tomer. I think Tomer was trying to say something earlier. Um, no, he's just pouring himself a glass. Um, the, 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 the I was trying to say that this is literally the last um, drink of sake I have in this bottle, and it was brand new when we started. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm man. not make of that. Yeah, it's like uh, 750 uh, milliliters of sake. Does that mean it's time to wrap up the show? Actually, we're, we're just about at that time. We can go on for a couple more minutes, but I think we're going to wrap so it up at, soon anyways. At a risk of derailing the conversation because we're having so much fun, I, I can't handle it anymore. Uh, I just wanted to um, put in a couple examples of uh, remakes versus spiritual successors. And uh, one of the one of the ideas that came to mind is, and this is probably going to be unfamiliar to pretty much all of you, is Arkham Ultra and the uh, Dark Legions, respectively. No, I've heard of that. So Arkham is Arkham is uh, A R C H O N. Is that familiar to anyone here? Arkham. I've heard of it. Nope. I feel like I've heard of it, but I definitely haven't played it. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut up now and send you to do some uh, serious research. Classic, <laughs> if ever there was one. Everyone's got homework. All right, I'll check that out. But I, I like I like the discussion we were having by uh, you know uh, remaking a game in a different style. Uh, can, can we actually name any examples of games that have done that? And Mask of Eternity does not count. <laughs> I can, I can give you an example, I suppose, is... Uh, uh, do any of you remember One Must Fall 19... Uh, 2097? 20, yeah. Yep. And I, can I never remember get the awful sequel. <laughs> so the sequel to that, uh, which you just mentioned, is uh, One Must Fall Battlegrounds, and that was actually sort of a completely different genre. It was 3D. It was still a fighting game, in a sense, but it was 3D multiplayer. Um, it was just something completely different from its sort of progenitor, and uh, it sucked. <laughs> it yeah, it, it played more like a third-person shooter than a kind of the traditional fighting game. Does and games it, like do do? Oh, sorry, cut you off. It 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 didn't really control very well, at least from uh, what I remember of playing the demo way back. Uh, this kind of sorry. <laughs> I cut you off. I'm sorry. That game is. Uh, I actually interviewed the uh, the author of uh, One Must Fall Battlegrounds, who's uh, actually the same guy who programmed the original 2097. And uh, yeah, I mean that was sort of a sequel that tried to um, change things up, tried to go in a completely different direction, and ended up bombshelling really, really badly. That's mm. that's just one example. I'm sure there's more. Uh, one Kinda that like what? Sorry. is Star Control 3. That sucked. Yeah, Star Control 3 sucked. Uh, what about... I guess uh, this one doesn't really fit, but what about Descent in Free Space? Cause oh. Yeah, that fits. But but how does, that's a perfect example. I guess, I guess so. Called Forsaken? That was kind of like... A... Descent. A little oh, bit. the descent. Yeah, that was definitely a descent clone, and I yeah. loved it. 
because I wanted more descent. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, because free space is a totally different genre in my opinion. Well, three, yeah, free space is a, is a space. And now I don't does does free space take place in the same universe as descent does or supposedly. Okay. They say it does. I mean, what does that mean? Descent didn't have a universe story. Hmm. You're saying, Tyler? Anyone would know it should be you, Joe. I yeah, mean... it should be. I I don't remember off the top of my head. I, but uh, yeah, I think Brian's kind of more of the the descent aficionado than I am. But uh, yeah, I, I think I did read that. Yeah, they're they're meant to take place in the same universe, but it's not really like reflected very much, obviously, in the. Uh, in yeah. The plus, you know, some releases were called Descend Free Space. Others were called just. Free, free space, space, so... And I think one was even called, like, Conflict Free Space or something? It's kind of debatable if it even is meant to be part of the entire uh, Descent franchise or not. Because they well, had a they, falling out, as I remember. If I remember from the, from my when I did the history, the dudes had a falling out. And uh, the guy that did Free Space went off and did Free Space, and the guy that didn't went off and did the next... Maybe it was Descent 3 or something like that. So as you're talking about different genres from um, sequels, I mean, in the console world, I mean, a lot of 2D platformers went into 3D shooters. Well, Duke Nukem. Yeah, yeah. Duke Nukem, example. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Fallout. Uh, Fallout. You know, a lot of people <laughs> yeah. don't even know that Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2 exist. <laughs> yeah, the top-down. <laughs> this is a really good example because... I feel that Fallout 3 was actually, it, it, it was sort of a, a remake, but I feel that it was actually very, very faithful to the spirit. It really got the, the core of Fallout right. Oh, no, it did. I think Fallout 3 is, is one of my all-time favorite games. Like, not just my favorite Fallout game. It's one of my all-time favorite games, period. Is that a sequel, or is that a remake? Well, it's definitely a sequel. It's set in the same continuity, just a, a set after the first two games. I would argue that it's more like a reboot than it is a sequel, because it's, there is no real continuity there. No, 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 there definitely is continuity. Like, at one point in Fallout 3, you meet, uh, I forget, I'm not sure if I remember his name, uh, Harold the Mutant that you met in yeah. Fallout 1 and 2. Yeah, that's that's more of a reference than continuity, right there. I mean, I, I kind of feel like Fallout, the Fallout games, all take place like, and maybe they are, you know, direct sequels to each other. But because they're all separated, they take place in you know different areas. Uh, I I feel like they're kind of they're not like Final Fantasy in that they're totally different, but they're all very they're all self-contained. Like they don't really. It's not that oh I did this in the first game and it affected this in the second game or the yeah, events of the first like, game. Maybe it's more like an anthology thing. Yeah. There's no temporal kind of relationship between any of the games. I well, mean, they actually, in different time periods, they're all separate. The, and they all sort of mesh together into the same universe, which is awesome. I know, I know yeah. for a fact, I haven't played it myself, but Fallout 2 is a direct continuation of the first game because in the second game you play a descendant no. of, of the protagonist. There's a very loose relationship between Fallout 1 and 2, and essentially the character that you play in Fallout 1 is one of your very, very remote ancestors and followers. Yeah, okay, but there is a direct story connection. No, there is. There is. I'm just going to bring up two games. Uh, mm -hmm. First one is Postal, uh, which got an <laughs> FPS sequel, uh, uh, which I actually quite enjoyed. Oh, you, Postal, Postal 2 got an expansion a few weeks ago. 
Yeah, it did, which is weird because that's an old ass game. But uh, <laughs> well, the, yeah. the, uh, the original devs got the rights back to their game, and instead of instead of going to Postal Three or making Postal Four, uh, uh, they decided to pretend that Postal Three never happened, and they just let's just make another expansion for our old game because <laughs> yeah. that's right up Postal's uh, uh, style anyway. <laughs> which is uh, which is because uh, because the same thing happened to Postal that happened to uh, Carmageddon, which was that someone got their hands on the license and did uh, Carmageddon TDR 2000s, which right. apparently sucked phenomenal amounts of ass, and someone got a hold of the Postal license and did a, a third game that sucked a phenomenal amount of ass. Um, the other one I was going to bring up is uh, the beloved classic Flashback, and oh. its absolutely garbage sequel, Fate to Black. <laughs> And I had an absolutely garbage remake as well. Not a good game. A lot of Wait. people disagree with me on that, but it was just not a good game. Flashback or Flashback? flashback. Yeah. flashback. Oh, oh, Flashback was good. It was it was tough as tits, but it was good. Uh, Amir, did you say there was a, a remake of Flashback? Flashback had a remake a couple of years ago, and it was crap. It was oh, buggy. Really? It was... Uninspired. It had terrible dialogue. You play the original in it, but only in a tiny ass uh, arcade machine screen. Oh, that's oh, crappy. That's how much on. they cared. Oh, come on! You can totally do a very, very nice 3D game out of flashback, and uh, and and still and still have it be faithful to the to the original. Because one thing I've always wondered about in 3D games is why. Why can't the protagonist cling on to stuff? Why can't when when you if you're trying to climb up a wall, you just stand there in front of the wall and jump up and down until you can sort of jump up up to the next level? Why don't you just grab onto it and climb up? Then you'd have uh, to render render hands. <laughs> oh dear God! But uh, didn't they do that with that uh, game that I can't? Mirror's Edge. Uh, uh, trolls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're, you're talking about first person games, basically. Yeah. Can I use one word to answer that question? Maths. <laughs> get into Math is your algebra involved in that. You don't want to know. Because I could, because I know of plenty third-person game, third-person 3D games where you can cling onto ledges like Tomb Raider, uh, Uncharted, Mario, the yeah. various Prince of Persia's, and Batman. Uh, mm. But come on, a first-person first-person game uh, where you could uh, you know climb up shit that would that would totally work in my well, opinion. But thief, apparently, it's mathematically possible. You couldn't see your hands, but thief, you could climb up ledges. Did you guys ever play Brink? That game was pretty bad, but that was basically a, a parkour shooter game. Hmm. A parkour shooter game. Look it up, Brink. They they hyped it up, and it was really bad. Uh, never heard of it, but a parkour shooter game. That sounds yeah. fun. It was Mirror's Edge, but with, like, Call of Duty. Huh. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, so, so can we can we just, like, agree that if, uh, Fates of Black was not a good sequel? I think we can agree on that. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I couldn't I get anywhere in this. It was very good, but I still kind of liked it. <laughs> it's it's like what I said about Broken Age. It's like I liked it. It was enjoyable. Do I want to play the second act? Well, yeah, because I played the first act. But do I really want to play it? No. Oh, and no. interestingly, Flashback was a spiritual successor to Another World, and then Flashback got a sequel. So I I think it's fun when uh, you know spiritual successors or uh, spinoffs, I'd call them, uh, start producing more sequels than the original material. Sorry, and Tom that's funny because. 
Mass Effect is one example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Another World had a sequel as well, which had no involvement from the original creator mind. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, well, that, that, that whole situation. The alien. Yeah, that whole situation I find interesting. That you know, another war so another so what was the guy name guy, name of the guy? Eric that, yeah, so he talked to the guy that ended up making Flashback about Another World, and he was so impressed with Another World that he made Flashback. <laughs> he, 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 was, he was giving Eric Shahi advice, oh, this is how you should do it, and this, blah, and you know, I'm a more experienced seasoned game designer than you, and this and that, and then he ended up making basically a clone <laughs> of the game. <laughs> Which is, it's kind of like Another World meets Prince of Persia. Yeah. Flashback is, it, and it's, and I, I still think it's good. It's, it's completely unfairly hard, but it's, it's fun. But that's how these guys. I mean, have you seen the like four? What is it? Uh, you can basically beat another world in four minutes if you're really good. Even less than that if you're really, really good. Ouch. No, I haven't. Yeah, go, go look up. Uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, another world speed runs on YouTube, and yeah, literally you can you can finish the game in four minutes. So here by doing everything. Like, here's a funny anecdote. So, uh, Moby Games, right? The the mm -hmm. website that's basically IMDb for uh, for computer games. Um, and sadly, I, sadly, Jim could not make it today. He was he was going to come, but he uh, wasn't able to make it. He was. Yes. Ah, I'm I'm gonna berate him badly on Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, what I was getting at was uh, back when I was like 16 or so, uh, when I was a heavy contributor contributor to Mavi Games, I wrote a really, really scathing review of uh, Fate of Black, and I still think it's not that great of a game. I mean, it's not as bad as I made it up to be back in the day, but still, it's not really that good of a game. It's really very good. Good. So, mm -hmm. someone ended up emailing me this the most uh, heinous sort of hate mail that you can imagine. <laughs> Oh boy! Because he wrote a bad review for Fate to Black. Wow! Make it you will. Wow! Wonderful. Well, I guess on that note, we're 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 around our our time here, and I know I have to get somewhere. So I still have one drink left. So trolls, building up here. Building wow. up here. Drum roll. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with all of you, but for everyone who is listening out there, please fuck Phantasmagoria. Phantasmagoria, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cheers. Wonderful. I was saving that because uh, Tomura wrote me in the, in the private chat. He has he had one glass of sake left, so I, I had to make that one count. Yeah, he had to save it, so okay. just, Trolls was holding himself back. He wasn't swearing. <laughs> Waiting for the one opportunity. Just to make it very clear, this is a 750 uh, <laughs> bottle of sake that was brand new at the time we started this conversation. <laughs> oh, and I Lord. had just one drink every time Trolls sweared, specifically when he said the F word. It's yeah, not even the S word. The S word didn't count this time. The S word did not count. The F word did, and it's empty. But I did, yeah. I did notice you also drank when Amira swore. I don't know if it shows up, but it says 40% somewhere there. <laughs> I can't we read that. Israel drunk. Oh, Lord. This means I'm just basically really drunk now. <laughs> awesome. 
So on that note, I want to thank everybody. Tomer has to go to sleep now. <laughs> That's what you call passing out. Yeah. You are. Hey, I'm a father. I don't get to sleep. There you go. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's it. So uh, that was a great talk, everyone. I'm really happy with the way that turned out. Thank you very much, Joe. Yeah. Thank so you for having us. Can't wait for the next one. Absolutely. Well, we'll here again. Woohoo! Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Sorry for being a pain in the ass. You Not were awesome. Oh, oh, oh. Me too. And, uh, and uh, I found that uh, if if those who are interested, I can't remember what. Uh, Active Active War is actually on good old games for nine bucks. So thank you very much. I'll check that out. Yeah, so please check that out. Hey, maybe I'll do it on the show. Ninety like nine zero bucks. Yeah. No, nine, right? Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> that makes nine, 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 nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Before we get into another whole conversation, I'm gonna stop the broadcast. Thanks everyone, and uh, we'll see you for another one of these. Uh, in another little while. Bye-bye. Battle control terminated. You've been listening to the Upper Memory Block Podcast with Joe Mastroianni. For more information on the podcast, visit umbcast.com. That's umbcast.com. Write to Joe today at podcast at umbcast.com. That's podcast at umbcast.com. So what shall it be? Do you join the unity or do you die here? Join.